Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody. It's Wednesday, May 30th, 2012, and you are listening to the Talking Comics Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Shortle, and I am in the house with Steve Say. Yes, yes. Mr. Bob Ryer. Hola. And Stephanie Cook. Hawk. (laughs) No, it's brilliant. Well, it's another week, another podcast. We're going to talk about some comics. But before we get to talking about comics, actually, this is kind of in in the comic vein, actually. A couple of things. I just finally, even though I bought it a month ago, beat the first episode of The Walking Dead uh, uh. adventure game on Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got it. And it was really, really awesome. Um, cool. If anybody's familiar with uh, the, an adventure game, you know, it's uh, it made by Telltale, who has made the Sam Max games, they made the Back to the Future game, the Jurassic Park game that came out. But they have a long lineage with kind of all the way back to like Tales of Monkey Island and games like that, which are point and click adventures. Um, this is the first game they've ever made that is you have full control of your character at all times, so it's not a point and click. You're moving your character around with one stick, and the other stick you're controlling kind of a reticule that you move around. And much like in those old you games, you lost me. A reticule, yeah, like crosshairs, a, like a crosshairs. Oh, okay. It's not quite a, uh, a crosshair. It, it you, you when it goes over items, it will select them and tell you which button you can push to interact with them. Oh. It's kind of in the shape of your of your button wheel gotcha. that you have on your on the okay. other side. Um, and there are different ways you can drag. You can open, like you know, you can open a door. You can investigate. You can turn on. You know, you can talk, and it, it works kind of like that. And the game is very much based on talking to people and, and character interactions and relationships, and that stuff is just um, top top notch. The, your character Lee Everett. Uh, I should say that this game is not based on the TV show at all, and it's also not based on any characters really in the comics. It's a side story based in the comic book universe. So it's like another group of survivors? Yes, another group of survivors. Let's have a lot of open-ended things happening. That's a good idea. It also happens before the beginning of the comic, so it's right when the outbreak starts. So I also... Sorry, Stephanie, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I I also heard that there was characters that do make appearances, though. Yes, well, Glenn is is in the game. Um, it's that way it has a crossover and Kirkman himself has said that it's canon you know that this ha- this oh. is a story that w- ha- happened uh, it happens so it, anybody who watched the TV show reads the comics this happens bef- let, let's say before Rick wakes up um, it's when stuff is still starting to go bad so everybody's still kind of like oh when, when this gets fixed when the government steps in that sort of attitude to you know um, to it and your character Lee Everett is a um, a convict being transported from um, one prison to another, and the the cop hits a zombie, and you know you're you're free, and you stumble upon this girl named Clementine right at the beginning of the game, and it's a genius move because you really form a relationship with this little girl, and you feel responsible for her, and 
Lee might have a sorted past, and you're not really sure what that past is yet in a lot of ways, but he's a really good character. You can tell he's a really good guy, and there's a lot of emotional stuff, and the game makes you make really tough choices about certain things. Like, there's a point where there, you have to choose which character you're going to save in this situation, and they're both characters that you've gotten to know and both characters that you like very much. And there's when I realized I had to make that choice, you know, it was like a... It, I really felt it, you know. Um, hmm. They also do a cool thing where you have conversation options. So you talk to somebody, you can pick what you're going to say. And if you lie to them about something and they fi- find it out later, then they won't trust you anymore. You know, if Whoa. you don't stand up for somebody, later on in the game, he won't come to your aid when you're in trouble. That's cool. You know, but the thing they do that's really smart is you don't have all the time in the world to pick these conversation options. There's a bar, a timing bar that's going down. So you don't have time to think, well, which if I say this, what might happen? You kind of have to look, read them and then be like, okay, I'm picking this one. Or you'll just say silent because staying silent is also an option. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say something if you don't want to. Um, you also go to Herschel's farm. Herschel is a character in the, in the, yeah. in the story. Um, it's the first episode. It's $5. Um, there's going to be, I think, six episodes right now how they have planned. Um, really worth it. Um, if you like The Walking Dead in any form, if you just like good storytelling in any form, it's a great thing to play. And it's... Um, when they did the combat, combat's very sparse. But because it's it, it, you're a regular guy, they make it difficult to you know kill a zombie. So you have to line up the ridicule right perfectly, then hit the button to like use your hammer or whatever. And it really, it really is effective. Yes, Steve. Not Walking Dead. Right. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Sweet. I actually I want to play that now. I had I I wasn't even on my radar, but mm. now I really want to play it. Uh just a quick announcement that the uh, Harley. Harley's Revenge, yeah. 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 Harley's Revenge is now out yeah. for uh, Xbox 360 and PS3. Uh, I will be purchasing it. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's Arkham City DLC. You could yes. play as Robin. Yeah! <laughs> I've heard the not TV so good commercial. things about it, though. Oh, go ahead, Stefan. What would you say, Stephanie? Oh, sorry. I've heard not so good things about it. It got a Uh-oh. 9 on IGN. Do tell. It Really? Did yeah, it? Yeah, it got 9 out of 10 on IGN. Mm, well, maybe I will have to check it out. Maybe the person who I saw the review from was a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if you're listening, you're a liar. Trying to slander Robin's good name. Yeah, I'm Try excited to just to play slander Harley. Ah. Well, there's been no, a lot I'm of that low. going around. It's good Harley, though, in Arkham City. There's a good, <laughs> it's a good Harley Quinn. They do a good job. <laughs> oh, I, heard, I heard that. Uh, yeah, I heard it, too. I'm just skipping over Stephanie's... Uh, Per. <laughs> um, oh, and also today, um, Bleeding Cool broke story. They said they have reliable sources that they know who the uh, gay character is going to be for DC. I think oh, I know who I've it heard is this too. too. It's lame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really lame. Bob, too. why don't you take it? Alan Scott, who is the Green Lantern of Earth 2, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a cheat. They can now say, it's Green Lantern, except no one knows this mm-hmm. guy. He hasn't had his own book since 1944. No one knows <laughs> so, Splash yeah, Cares. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite story, though, I, I saw it on John Byrne's website. So someone posted a picture of the original costume with the puffy shirt and the weird ballerina shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't be him. No gay man would dress like this. Uh, yeah. It's, wow. uh, it's just... Silly! You could have, at this point, created a new character, really made an issue, had had some fun with this, mm-hmm. made a real statement. Uh, it, it's I'm cynical, but mm-hmm. this is just pandering and marketing and mm-hmm. bleh. They are positioning Earth Two as a rather big book in their in their pantheon right now, but it does suck that it's not an Earth One yeah. character. Slow um, clap, DC. Slow clap. <laughs> yes, one hand clapping. Um. Interesting enough, in Flash number nine this month, uh, the Pied Piper 
is, gay. is a character and he's gay. And then, and then oh, what? Somebody? And carry on. I'm just mumbling to myself. You have a skin flute. Toronto. Well, you know, you don't see any of that, but <laughs> he is a character who is gay. But as, as we discussed, it that's a real bad image too. Right. Well, I mean, well, again, I don't know what he's gonna look. It was out of costume. There was no costume okay. going on here. It was just a guy. But it, that's who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's that. But. So we had a big buildup last week talking about that, and it's not... A fart in the wind. It's a fart in the wind, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if nicely, this is true, I mean... Nicely it, put. He said there's reliable sources. Who knows if it's actually the case? You would think it'd be the case, but who knows? Um, it hasn't been introduced yet, so it fits the criteria. It does absolutely fit the criteria. Iconic in quotes? Yeah, lame. iconic in quotes. Because it's a Green Lantern. But, but lame in our quotes. We'll, uh, no, lame. yeah. Well, we'll see what uh, James Robinson does with it, because if it, in fact, is the... He's good. So let's see what he does with it. I mean, maybe it ends up being a great storyline, but the character introduction is not very exciting no. or ballsy, which we were hoping. I was at least I was at least hoping it was going to be. Um, so yeah, but let's move on to stuff we are excited about, which are books of the week. <gasps> uh, Bob, you have kind of a, a multi-tiered thing to talk about here, so why don't you start out? Sure, it's a whole bunch of things. First of all, because I think we've all read and enjoyed Fantastic Four six oh six. Yes, just briefly say this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. You were iffy. On I it. was iffy on it. Really? You know, you know what the thing was about it, Bob. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay. But where they were, like, I figured it out almost immediately. Yeah, you're supposed to. Right. So I, I that I didn't think it was that clever. I thought, it's like I was watching, uh, uh, that old Dennis Quaid movie. Inner space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but th- there's the one before that, which is Fantastic Voyage from. Right. Well, I'm, but I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's the who, not the where. Yeah, but that character doesn't mean anything to me. <sighs> it's the mailman. I, I get, oh, spoiler! Alert. I get that, but it doesn't. That character doesn't mean anything to me. So I have no emotional. Oh, punch that's to too it. bad. So that's that's why I was just okay. on it. So we, right. we we love Stephanie. Did you read Fantastic Four this month? This week? No. She's, she's <laughs> not reading Fantastic Four. Steve and I loved well, it. I thought. I mean, I, I hear what I hear what you're saying, but. I thought it was very heartwarming. I, I thought that it had a lot Agreed. of a lot of reasons why I started to like the Fantastic Four after reading it these last couple mm-hmm. of issues. That it had exploration, mm-hmm. it had you know camaraderie between mm-hmm. the members mm-hmm. of the group, and I don't know. In the end, I was like, "Oh, I mean, yeah. I thought it was a sweet story, but I think there have been sweeter stories in the, in the last couple of months in the book." So I just. Comparatively, it was not something that I was crazy about. I will about. start reading it just it, for you, Bob. Thank you so much. It was, it was a lovely smaller issue. Now, now going in the other direction. Ah, here we go. Captain America and Hawkeye six thirty one. There isn't enough. There aren't enough consonants to, that I can say <laughs> enough about this book. It's toilet paper. It, it it it. Well, you can't because it's unfortunately slick and it wouldn't actually pick up any shards <laughs> from your anus. When you when you when you wiped with it, the, uh, uh, two months ago this was Captain America and Bucky and Ed Brubaker and mm. wonderful spy stories and all sorts of cool stuff, and now it's garbage. Where Captain America is a, a venom-like symbiote dinosaur with a shield. Dinosaurs. I love di- I've loved dinosaurs since I'm a little boy. These aren't dinosaurs. This is crap. It is crap. I read it. It sucks. It, it, it's just terrible. I'm not even going to say who's doing it because it, it's like the schoolyard ethic. I'm not going to name names here. Mm-hmm. It's just... Ugh. 
And though I had the guy in my local comic store say to me, you know, you've got a problem. You've been collecting Captain America for, you know, 40 years, and this book has the numbering of the old books. So what are you going to do with your collection? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not buying this anymore. I don't care to see the end of this story or the end of these characters. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Wow. It's switching soon. Captain America and Iron Man. I know that for oh, sure. Oh, good. With, with even more crap. <laughs> I'll wait. It'll come back around, and mm-hmm. I'll buy them for a nickel when they're in the cheapy box. <laughs> but now beyond that, um, in going through the boxes last week, I came across my book of the week, which is from 1996. It's Challengers of the Fantastic, which means nothing to everyone except no, me. I've never heard. Yeah. But yes, what we have here is... Sue Storm, Reed Richards, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm, who managed to survive a flight into space and come back knowing they've cheated death and now chase around after adventure. It's from the Amalgam Universe from the, after the uh, third issue of DC Marvel, the miniseries back then where the two universes clashed. And it's a mashup where it's the challengers of the unknown and the Fantastic Four pushed together. In two characters that are both. So the story here is Uwatu the Guardian. He's now a big blue guy who's both the Watcher and a Guardian. Warned them that Galactiac is coming. <laughs> Who, what he does, he doesn't eat planets. He shrinks cities and pulls them off into outer space. Okay. So with the a help jerk. of <laughs> with the help of the Silver Racer, the combination of the Black Race and Silver Server, they foil his plans. Except at the very end of the issue. Dr. Doomsday steals the Silver Racer's powers and shows up to fight with them. Mm. This is just incredibly fun and goofy in a way that comic books don't seem to be anymore, where we're all deadly serious. And we had creators from both companies saying, okay, what crazy stuff can we do? And it's all right here. Challengers of the Fantastic, number one. So it's part of it with the Amalgam? The Amalgam Universe, which lasted for... 12 issues in the week of February 29th, 1996, and then another week the next year. And it's a collection of oddball characters like Dr. Strange Fate mm-hmm. and Dark Claw, the Iron Lantern. Mm-hmm. It is really cool stuff. They're, they're hard to come by, but you can buy them cheaply if you check out the discount boxes. Very nice. And worth doing. Cool. And there'll be an article up soon. Well, it's up right now. Oh, up already. Up, oh, you're, up very, right. you're very it's efficient. It's up right now, Pop. Okay. Um, so, well, we're going to... That's from 1996. Let's take a couple of three years back, I think, 1993. I think to, 90. I think it's 99... I might be wrong, but it's uh, Weapon X. Yeah, there's Ooh. like four dates at the, at the okay. beginning of that book. That's what I was just looking at. <laughs> um, yeah, my book of the week... Um, I borrowed this from a friend of mine uh, by Barry Windsor Smith. It is uh, Wolverine's Weapon X, a classic among classics. Um... It's fucking awesome. I, you know, I've never, um, the only Wolverine related stuff is that I've read is when he's mixed in with everybody or mm-hmm. the Wolverine and the X-Men, the new stuff. Um, and you've heard this story a thousand times of how Wolverine became who he is, mm-hmm. the adamantium fusing to his mm-hmm. bones, whatever. Um, and I'm sure that countless amounts of people have told this story again and again, their version of it. However, this version is extremely, extremely brutal. Um, and one of the things personally that I liked about it a lot was I loved all of the um, like all the medical terminology and all the different like sciencey stuff that they were throwing around. Like it was a heavy, heavily worded book. 
Um, and just the the way that they treated him, like they they treated him like an animal, right? You know, mm-hmm. like I now that I'm reading his newer stuff, he's like you know running his own school, mm-hmm. he's joking, he's mm-hmm. doing this, but like it's easy to forget that every time that Wolverine's claws come out, it hurts him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course, mm-hmm. you you get so used to stuff over time, but yeah. from from this book, and you you watch like it's almost as if they they come out in slow motion mm-hmm. the way that they execute it in this that you can see like the skin tearing, you can see the um the places where they like retract and whatever like lifting out of his skin. He's hooked up to all these wires and battery packs and a helmet so they mm-hmm. can mark his progress. They're throwing bears and wolves at him, throwing them in like sub-zero temperatures and shit. And it's super, super intense and a very cerebral read for mm-hmm. something that's Wolverine, especially how animalistic they mm-hmm. made him in this, how like he chose to portray him, that I've never really seen him like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen pictures of him with the helmet, but never knew where it came from. Right. And when I saw him hooked up to all this crap in the in the beginning of the book, I was like waiting for that page and sure enough, you know, they deliver a little bit more than halfway through. Mm-hmm. And um it's just a I mean if you're a fan of of Wolverine at all and you haven't read it or you haven't read this version of his creation, mm-hmm. uh you have to. The the art is absolutely spectacular, very bold and uh very in your face. Um, it almost reminded me a little bit of Akira, um, just all the, the complicated yeah. wire work and machinery mm-hmm. and everything going on, the feeding tubes and whatnot. And, um, just a super, super cool read. You can get through it in like 20 minutes, half hour. And, um, there's a lot of really good information about it actually in the back of the book that if you read it, you read the book a few more times, you'll notice things in the panels that you might've skipped over. I know I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and I read it again, and I was like, "Oh, shit!" So, well, for people who haven't ever seen the book, the stuff that's in X Men Two, the little sort of flashback sequences, mm-hmm. are pulled directly, yeah, from this book. Barry Smith was a Kirby clone when he began drawing X Men in late '60s, early '70s, but it's definitely Japanese oriented here. There's there's a, a cross that he's come up with mm-hmm. that's very singular. He never drew like that before or since. Yeah. Interesting. It's just really very detailed because he's very good at that. But the panel layouts are slightly askew. Well, it's as like, you get into his head, and they go through the whole process. Like it's not. I mean, every time that you see the Wolverine origin, it's always in these clipped little, like you know, and then they, mm-hmm. you know, he's being injected with something, and they do all these quick flashes. You don't get a sense as to how they treated him during this process. Mm-hmm. They didn't feed him. They didn't clothe mm-hmm. him. They they he was awake mm-hmm. while they're doing all this. They're like, is he awake? Like, yeah, mm-hmm, he's sure. awake. So what? He's an animal. He's you know they programmed him mm-hmm. so that he was like just this mindless drone that they were actually controlling him with like a, a fucking radio thing, like a radio controlled car, mm-hmm. and um, just all this crazy stuff that happened to him that I never really knew the details of that story, and now that I do. It kind of changes his character for me a little bit throughout. Right. Which he's is really up, cool. He's put up with a lot. Look, they had to find a character with a healing factor who could sustain all these injuries. Right. Well, gonna, that, that yeah. becomes a, a, a factor in it, too. Like, they're, you know, they're trying to do all this stuff to him. 
And they can't because he's already healing over. Yeah. They shave his head to put in the electrodes. His hair's already growing back. Mm-hmm. He looks like John yeah. Cougar Mellencamp yeah. Yeah. on a bad <laughs> hair good. day. Yeah. You know? And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, a few of my friends are, are like, we never talked comics before. Now mm-hmm. that we're doing all this stuff, they're kind of coming out of the woodwork and throwing mm-hmm. things at me. Mm-hmm. And um, this one really hit with me. I thought it was awesome. I actually ordered it off of Amazon just to have my own copy. Oh, cool. It's a classic. Yeah. It's uh, interesting because it's really where that movie went wrong, the Origins movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. skated over it in, in, a, in a very kind of easy way. I mean, there's a couple scenes in that movie that when he's getting transformed that are a little bit brutal. But, you know, that movie really went away from the whole it hurts every time they come out sort of situation yeah. to the point where he was just like bringing them out anytime he wanted to, you know. Yeah. And he was wrecking old people's ki- old people's bathrooms with his claws, you know. And yeah, open a can of beer. I'll just do whatever I need yeah. to here. Yeah. And hopefully, it's hopefully going to be rectified with the, the Wolverine movie that's going to come out next year just called Wolverine. But yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's a book that I think a lot of people know in kind of periphery, but don't know really where all that stuff came from. Right. So interesting. I'm glad you talked about it. Uh, Stephanie, what about you? Um, I'm pretty sure the book that I'm going to talk about this week is one that you guys have all read as well. Yes. Um, it's uh, Dark Horse's uh, Mind Management. Mm. Uh, MGMT. Like the band that... <laughs> I was waiting for MGMT for management. <laughs> Anyway, I think we found our break music. Yeah. yeah, it's a great summer song too, by the way. They got a lot of good tracks, actually. Yeah, well, time to pretend is like my start to the. That's summer. your jam. Oh, yeah, our summer jam. I'm completely Anyways. lost. Can someone help me here? They're a good band. They're called MGMT. They're okay. a manual management. We'll play something during the break for okay, you. Okay, good. Um, we will. They're upbeat. They're fun. Yeah, they are fun. Fun but, is good. But back to mind management, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> the MGMT of comics. <laughs> um, so this one's written by Matt Kind. Kind. She did kind. it. She, she messed it up. <laughs> Shut up! I said it right the first time. <laughs> Anyways, it's kind of unconventional in the drawings and um, how it's kind of put together, but it's a really great read. And uh, basically, the story is about this flight. It's called Amnesia Flight Eight Eight Fifteen. Well, it's not really sort of about the flight, but anyways, <laughs> it's. <laughs> Whatever. Um, basically, it's this writer, and she was a part of this flight where everybody on board lost their memory. Um, and uh, she's trying to piece together what happened. Uh, I guess everybody's come to terms with the fact that they're not going to get their memories back after X amount of time. So instead of this, um, she's kind of trying to find out what the hell's going on. There's a passenger that was missing from the plane, and obviously being... A writer person, or so she thinks, <laughs> or so she's been told. A, a writer person. Not just a writer, a writer person. <laughs> a writery person. <laughs> there you um, go. So she's using her powers of investigation to go hunt down this person. <laughs> powers and kind of, of gets, writeriness. Yes, of writeriness. <laughs> and um, she gets into some shenanigans. <laughs> dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we don't want to get too much away. There's a sinister plot yeah. going on. <laughs> but what makes this your book of the week, Stephanie? I know. I got sidetracked. It's all right. Just, like looking at the pretty pages again. Um, yes, basically, they are pretty. Watercolor. It's really pretty. Um, again, whoa, mind. Anyways, but yeah, Manager it's just a really unconventional Stephanie. book. It's um, really fantastically written. Uh, the art, again, is kind of a bit, well, not a bit different. It's a lot different than probably anything I've read in a really long time. has a really indie feel to it. Mm. Um but it's fantastic. It's just 
the first thing I've read in a really long time that just sort of stood out to me in this just really interesting way. It's got a great story, um, great dialogue, and it just leaves you with this sense of what the fuck. Uh, you uh, gotta you gotta mention the little bits on the sides of the page. Yes. All the all the the mind management. Um, Rules and regulations and mm-hmm. ways that you can be a good mind agent and mind paper and all that good stuff. You're a mind agent. Yeah, but obviously meant for younger people because I can't see that light blue writing on that paper. <laughs> I in had this a hard light. time with uh, it yeah, too, Bob. I, 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 I you guys a question. Stephanie or Steve or Bob, you guys uh-huh. have all read it. Yeah. Um, you say the art is interesting and cool and different, but when you say it's indie, if I hadn't looked at this book, I would think it looks like you know, like a Vertigo book or, you know, like any image book. But that's not how it looks. It, it has a very distinct art style. How would you describe that art style? Coffee house. I don't know. <laughs> Two um, people. You go first, so, Steph, and then I, go, ahead. I go. I guess when I say indie, like, I don't mean sort of mainstream. Like, I mean one of those books sort of maybe like Blankets or... Um, Yay. Um, let's see what else. Like, um, it's not really neat. Like, it's just kind of drawn, not sloppily, but, like, um, it's watercolor, and it's just, it's, I don't know. It's hard to, it's, somebody jump in here. I How would you just go ahead. Bob, Bob, okay. you go ahead. Um, it's sketchy, mm-hmm. simple, but uh, uh, I mentioned to Steve Air. it's the, the thing, I read an interview with Bill Waterson from Calvin and Hobbes talking about Peanuts. He said those sort of panels where there's not a whole lot going on, they have to be laid out perfectly or the whole thing falls apart. There are shots here of sort of three people across. The one panel I showed you, Steve, where it's someone sitting in the foreground on uh, on their – took us on, on the pavement behind us, a couple of people in the background. You, you, it's cinematic. Your eye is drawn into the story. It's the simplistic nature of it. Mm-hmm. There's detail but not – how many muscles can I draw? How many windows in a building can I put into it? I think and a lot of the details the in the color. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Perfectly, yeah. Yeah, the tones of it. I mean, this just, it, it reminds me, uh, like Stephanie was saying, like blankets or just the books, like if you read like Previews Magazine, how they have all of the major companies, they have the image section, mm-hmm. IDW, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But then they have like all these trades that are getting reissued mm-hmm. and you flip through that section and you'll find a whole bunch of like indie artists or creator owned stuff where it doesn't fit that, you know, the spawn like or the like the McFarlane like mm-hmm. look of some DC books or the image books mm-hmm. or something like that. And and the huge a huge draw of this really is um the watercolor. And it also looks like old. Um, I would completely sound like an idiot because I don't know my painters. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of like a like a Van Gogh or just the way that the colors are thrown around and the the sketchiness mm-hmm. of them. But it's still it's. I think it's gorgeous. But then we get to that one full page panel. You know, I'm always complaining about there mm-hmm. are way too many. Oh, we just oh, we just yeah. got to it. Yeah, where we've got this build up to where she walks into a church. Yeah. And when you open it up, and now there's a page, and it, it takes your breath away. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I dug it. I saw, like I said, in previews, they had um, like two pages of it in there, and that's where I first saw the art, and that was the thing that originally drew me to it. Um, I had no idea what it was about, mm-hmm. and I picked it up, you know, blind by, 
And um, when I picked it up, I just had a feeling about it. And I was, I mean, it was my favorite book of the week, but, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I urge everybody, I went around with um, somebody at, the, at a comic shop a couple of days ago and I, I made them buy this book. So along with a few other things. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great choice, Stephanie. I think too, like this is just kind of um, talking about companies for just a quick second. It's it is a really indie buy, and I think with Dark Horse, Dark Horse maybe should have done something that like Vertigo does with like the dollar first issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yes. maybe a lot more people would have been inclined to kind of pick it up. But I've been hearing like a lot of chatter about it, so I think mm-hmm. people did check it out. <clears throat> but um, with something like this, I think it would have been maybe something people would be more inclined to check out on right. a whim. Mm-hmm. If they had had, if Dark Horse would have something like yeah. dollar first issues, it's right. important or, or, or like a, a zero issue maybe right. that would have been the eight page lead in giveaway free at the store um, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's important to know that anybody listening that's on the fence about it, even since there's a lot of different opinions, um, there's a lot in the book. Like they use every mm-hmm. page, including the yeah. back cover, <laughs> yeah. to uh, contribute more to the story and more to like mm-hmm. the the mythos of right. the mind management, mm-hmm. what it is. Um, and if you read, I've, I've read it a few times now, there's little bits and clues and it's really cool how the things on the side of the page correspond with the following scenes. Um, it's really just, it's very cleverly done. Um, I'm keeping a close eye on it. I'm really excited about it. And just because we haven't mentioned Jeff Lemire for a long time, (laughs) he writes a little letter in the back, you know, how they have those little like letter sections for Mm. stuff. And, um, you know, that's a tidbit. Read those. He writes a letter. <laughs> he talks about gorillas and hockey and antlers and stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I have to read that. Um, it might be of note, though. You said, like, Vertigo does a lot of 99-cent first issues, Stephanie. Yeah. I mean, it might, it's probably easier for them to do that because they are a DC-owned definitely, company. Definitely. You know, I mean, at Dark Horse, books always generally tend to be more expensive. But they also generally tend to be bigger, meatier books. Alabaster Wolves is another yeah. example. So I, 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 from a lot of what I've seen, a lot of um, Dark Horse writers on like Twitter say like they fill the books pretty jam packed because they know they're going to be more expensive. Oh, so it's totally completely worth the three ninety nine. It mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm just saying from a marketing point of view, oh, yeah. it would have definitely probably sold a lot better had you know, again, like you had said, there had been like an issue zero or a preview mm-hmm. or something. Well, maybe there was a preview and I just didn't see. But anyway, you know, no, no, I don't think any of us it's, did. It's I definitely see this worth movie. checking out. I, I want to see this I as a movie. There, too. there is actually something that precedes this. Um, one of the one of our followers on Twitter mm. um, last Tuesday. I can't call it up now, but they actually pointed me in the direction of a web comic, I believe oh. that uh, oh. is the predecessor to this. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Very interesting. I could maybe uh, there was something for free comic book day too. Who knows. Yes. All right. So that's Mind Management by Matt Kent, awesome. correct? From Dark Horse Comics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my book of the week, well, my primary book of the week is also an indie book. It's uh, from IDW. Uh, the hardcover of Joe Hill's The Cape just came out this past week. Um, it's uh, based on a short story by Hill. Hill didn't actually write the comic book. It's uh, Jason Ciaramella and art by Zach Howard. Um, and it tells the story of... Um, I don't want to give anything away, so it's it's a it's yeah. a it's gonna be tough. <laughs> Rob was trying to tell me about it the other day when I was at his house, and yeah. he, he got like three sentences in, and he was like, uh, j- "Just borrow it." Just yeah, borrow it. yeah, it's tough to to talk about without spoiling it, but um, it's a story about two brothers. Um, 
w- w- we used to pretend like they were superheroes when they were kids. Um, the one brother has a cape that he used to wear that was a blanket. It was made of his father, like uh, um, I think it's his father's uniform, or it had a patch. It was a patch from his father's uh, uniform. A Vietnam era vet. Yeah. yeah. It came. It said he, that patch came home. His father he did. didn't. Yeah. So he used to wear it. He is playing with his, He's playing superheroes with his brother. He's up in a tree. The branch falls, um, and he seemingly floats for a couple seconds until the the cape falls off, and then he plummets to the ground and he almost dies. Um, after that, his mom takes away the cape because she doesn't want him playing superheroes anymore. Um, he tries to explain to her that it helped him fly. She won't. She won't buy it. And his brother also knows, but won't really say anything. Um, fast forward to him as an adult. He's kind of he lives in his parents' basement, you know, or whatever. He's a he's a loser, um, and he he finds his girlfriend breaks up with him, and he finds the cape again. Uh, things take an interesting turn from there. I'm not going to spoil what happens. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The opposite of hilarity yeah. ensues. Um, what happens is not what you'd expect. Absolutely. Uh, it is one of the most fucked up books I've ever read in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is amazing. I, I couldn't put it down. I started reading it. I was like, oh, let me just read like the first issue in the trade. Um, and it was like midnight. I was up until, you know. Two in the morning. Two tweeting. in the morning, re- 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 reading about it, reading it. It was amazing. Uh, great character work. Uh, reminded me a little bit of uh, Chronicle in, in, in some ways. I just watched that again the other day. Which is a great movie. Um, yeah. oh, is it? I, I enjoyed oh, I didn't, it. I didn't I enjoyed it. it. Oh, you didn't see Chronicle? No. Oh, it's I great. To I tried to invite you over for a movie the other night. That <laughs> <laughs> was a bad week. We'll we're, having a, we're having yeah. a quarrel. Oh, lover's quarrel. Yes, we are. <laughs> we'll um, do you don't love me anymore, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really great stuff. Um, dark, but really affecting. And it, if you're faint of heart, you might not want to read it because there are some gruesome things that happen. But it is such a good story. It's a very real story. Yeah. Yeah, a very real story, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, those of you who don't know, he said before, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Um, he's a very different writer than his father, but there's definitely some shared uh, DNA, no, for no, no yeah, pun intended. It's, it's messed up. Yeah, yeah. Be- between yeah. The, those two writers. It's it's a great book, and it's um, really a, a, just a book that everybody should pick up. The hardcover is out now, um, and I don't know how, how available the back issues are, but you should definitely pick up that hardcover. Borrowed. <laughs> Borrowed indeed. I just want to go I, over. I read it before. Oh yeah, Bob, I, I, you think? I just wanted to, I don't know, flip through it to have something to talk about. Right. And I sat here and read the whole thing. Thankfully, yeah. Steve was a little tardy today, <laughs> so it was. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I so was hyping us the, up. Damn it! It gave me the chance to read the whole thing, and I just you're saying there are these moments, mm-hmm. and it was like, no, that that's yeah. really fouled up. That is just not right. Well, the moment at the end of the first issue is. Yeah. Oh, so this is what's going to happen. Like, that's kind of the feeling you get. It's not what you expect. But as much as I didn't expect that, Mm. it kept getting worse. Oh, yeah. It keeps getting (laughs) worse. It keeps getting worse. That's what Rob was telling me. He's like, dude, he's like, every time that you're disgusted, you just got to throw up even more. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's it's, brilliantly done. Loads of flashbacks. You always keep going back to what Mm. was going on that builds these characters who are all so well fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just a great book. Yeah. I, I, everybody should read it. I'm very, uh, Rob, we're talking about who works at Tor um, Comics, where as our local comic shop. Um, he, I went in there for a comic on Wednesday last week, and it was kind of a light week last week. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You should pick this up," and he like he was like insistent that he's, I buy. He's it. good like that. So yeah. I bought it, and I'm so happy I did because it was fantastic. Um, want to go over real quick? Just want to uh, none of the owls uh, last week. I just want it's 
noteworthy to say that Batman the Dark Knight was really good. <laughs> you hate Batman the Dark Knight. I think we all hate Batman the Dark okay. Knight. It was good. It was really good. It, it and it didn't it was based on a it was the story of a talent. Um really really good. Uh it's not uh Peter Finch did the uh I think it's or David Finch. David Peter Finch, Finch is dead. Yeah, Peter it Finch is from network. network. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, David Finch did the art still but he didn't write this Judd Winnick wrote it and it was really really good. Uh all-Star Western was fine, but it was bullshit that had Night of the Owls on it because it had nothing to do with Night of the Owls. There was like a one moment uh, that was Night of the Owls yeah. involved. So if you haven't bought that book yet, you're like, oh, I want to buy every Night of the Owls book. It's not a book you need to buy because it's doesn't, not going to give you anything. Two pages. Yeah, except to tell you that, oh, the towns were around back in the old West days. Thanks. That was the only thing. It's All-Star Western is a really good book, but that had nothing to do with Night of the Owls. Um, mm. Batman Incorporated... This is the number one. I've read a review of it, so if you want to talk in comicbooks.com. We t- I talked about this at length on Twitter and all over the place, but... With it, Alan Kistler. With Alan Kistler, yeah. If you're thinking about buying the book and you haven't read any Batman Incorporated yet, just know that you're, you're going to be confused. There's a lo- it takes place basically in the middle of a story, um, ends that story, and then starts a new one. It's got Bat Cow, though. It's got Bat Cow. It does have Bat Cow. That may not be good enough. <laughs> I was good enough for me. <laughs> there's some... Uh, there's yeah, some... but you're easily amused. <laughs> Ooh. Is, is Bat Cow at least a... I don't mean that in a, a bad vi- way. Ooh. <laughs> I don't but know, you that, did. That, now that you're making it saucy. It's it pretty saucy. Always, yeah. always picking on me. You'll notice that when I disagree with Stephanie, she moves on to the two of you and just leaves me in the dust. <laughs> I don't is disagree. Bat- I didn't read it. I just felt like piping in. I'd been quiet for a while. Is, is, bat- know is bat cow at least a vampire bat cow? No. You just, I don't want to see that then. Ah, <laughs> oh, bat cow oh. rules. <laughs> that is it should like be a, a cow, t-shirt. like in Fringe? Does anyone else watch Fringe? No. no. Yes. Am I the only yes, one who yes. watches no, Fringe? No, no, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Poor Gene. All right. Okay. We're not talking about Fringe, though. Or cows. Um, We're moving on from he cows. He likes his milk. Mm. Some really good stuff. In Batman Incorporated, number one, not a good number one at all. And I really liked uh, Secret Avengers, especially of AVX. The, the, yeah, the, the no, big it, stuff. Was, it was good. It could, it, more could happen, yeah. but I like where they're headed. It's very cosmic. It's got Captain Marvel in it. It's got Miss Marvel in it. So I, I'm kind of in the mood for that type of story. I read it. it was so cool. it's exactly Pre- what I wanted. Right. You know, preparing for yeah new stuff to happen. Yeah, we, which is spoiled two pages from the end. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there we go with that. Um, so that's everybody's book of the week. Um, lots of books of the week. Yeah, lots of books yeah. of the week. We got some flashbacks. We got some new stuff. It's good, though. It was yeah. good. It was a good mix. Variety. It was a very nice mix. So we're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we're going to come back to talk about who's better, DC or Marvel? Fight it out. Alright, we are back and we're gonna be talking about Marvel versus DC. Which do we prefer? Um, this was brought up by Hugh Perry on Twitter. Um, H underscore Paz. That's P-A-Z. Oh. H underscore P-A-Z. He brought this up. I asked for topics and he suggested this and um, I thought it was a really good one. It's a good one. Because I don't think we've actually ever talked about it. Never and, fought this one out. Yeah, and it's good to to get out our <laughs> allegiances. Uh now again, this is purely uh, opinion, and all factors are involved here. I mean, no, when, it, when I say it, it's not opinion; it's complete fact. Okay, so when, except when Bob Science. talks, <laughs> except when Bob talks, it's complete opinion. Um, 
And you can take into account anything you want. If you want to talk about movies, if you want to talk about TV, okay. if you want to talk about animation, if you want to talk about, about comics, that's up to you. Buttons. I want to talk about buttons. M- merchandising? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk about merchandising? That's fine, too, because that's part of it. Underoos. <laughs> but, so we're going we're gonna to get into this. Um, let's see. Bob, let's start with you. You are, you are our, our, our senior correspondent. <laughs> Yeah, I have an AARP card and everything. <laughs> You've been reading uh, comics the, lo- the longest. Mm-hmm. You've had the longest to form your allegiances and go through ups and downs with both companies. Um, and that's been the truth. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's start. My with... first comic book memory is buying or having my father buy for me a Metal Men book. Mm-hmm. Showcase 28, whatever it was. And it was amazing. But Marvel, we're, we're, it, it's the Stanley, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko Marvel books were different. Mm-hmm. They happened in what seemed like a real place, and they had real problems. Spidey couldn't get medicine for Aunt May, and she was going to die. And the Avengers and Fantastic Four were aggravated with each other and seemed like the people I saw on my own street corner. Mm -hmm. And the involved storylines, the continuing arcs, the idea that all this happened in New York, not Central City, Gotham, Metropolis. Mm -hmm. It was a city I recognized with people I recognized outside my own window. And just brilliant. And it, it continued for years and years and years. And I, I still bought DCs, still bought Superman, Batman, Justice Leagues. So it's not as if I became a complete Marvel zombie and never bought the other side of the fence anymore. It's over the last 25 years, it's after the crisis where Marvel was always, their plan was everything that happened, happened. If we mentioned a certain mayor or president, it was a topical reference. Mm-hmm. FF1 happened eight years ago. Wherever you want to say that is, it happened Mm -hmm. eight years ago, and just move everything forward and keep going. Right. DC has this glorious, wonderful history and says, what you remember for, forget it. Flush it down the drain. We don't care what you think. And that just happened again. Mm -hmm. So DC finally lost me. My allegiance is Marvel. We had the predictions on Twitter that that was going to happen. but What a shot. (laughs) I want to ask you a question. This is a total okay. sidebar. Please. Total Go sidebar. Ahead. You talked about the real cities, right? Like New York, mm-hmm. whatever, and, yeah. and how DC does the metropolis, the Gotham. Um, at some point, DC started bringing in real cities as well, because there's New York and Boston and all these. Yeah. What do you think about like the DC geography? It's, it's ridiculous, because now America must have a population of 450 million, <laughs> because there's New York and Gotham and metropolis, and yeah. metropolis is, we always figured it was sort of Chicago. Right. But now they're saying, well, no, it's not. It's Metropolis, and it's in the Midwest. It's near enough to Smallville that you can kind right. of get there. And Gotham is, I don't know, Baltimore? Yeah, something like that. And on that there was a map, actually in Young Justice, where they had the cities lined up, and it looked like, yeah, like it was between, yeah. It was yeah, it's like, like Philly and, and Washington, whatever. It's yeah. just, just crazy. Look, they have great, iconic characters. I just think their corporate structure mm-hmm. and their corporate message is now a little different. Mm-hmm. They want to continue to get new readers but then are willing to flush away some of the really old readers myself Mm -hmm. to get guys your age back in or into it Mm -hmm. but then you don't get new kids and and your core readership the people who bought justice league number 12 or whatever Mm -hmm. back when i did they don't care Mm -hmm. i'm done earth 2 who cares earth 3 all the rest of it the justice society nap didn't happen who cares yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Next. All right. We'll begin the debate again in a minute or two. Yeah. Stephanie, 
Let's go. Let's go to you. What What do you think? Image Comics. Well, you can't pick Image. It's DC I or know, Marvel. I just said Gold Key then, if we could ever pick. <laughs> but really, I, you know, I've been weighing them, and you know, if you'd asked me a few years ago, I probably would have said Marvel, um, based solely on the fact that I fucking loved X Men. Um, but now the X Men, it's just like. I got kind of, I fell away from it, and it's just one of those things where I haven't been able to hop back onto, and um, that's like most of the Marvel comics, I find. They're really, really daunting to new readers, and so um, I'm probably going to have to say DC. I like the DC comics and the superheroes in the DC world, and I also really like um, Vertigo as well, which is attached to DC, as mm-hmm. you guys all know. Um, but I don't know if we're getting that specific as far as, you know. No, it's, it's definitely part of it. Yeah, it's definitely part of it. Okay. Because they've well, crossed over. Yeah, and Marvel In has that their case, own thing most too, of so. the, like, again, I'm, I'm probably more prone to the independent comics. So, again, like Vertigo, and again, even though I can't pick Image, but, like, you know, I read a lot of that stuff Image and Vertigo has. So, to me, DC offers a lot more, brings a lot more to the table, than Marvel does. And DC is always willing to shake things up a little bit where as Marvel, aside from having a gay wedding, which is significantly better than the DC's apparently gay <laughs> yeah. announcement, but like they're just <laughs> very nice. <sighs> you Nicely know, done. it's, it's, Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Anyways. If, if but, we're yeah. going to do George Takei, should we all do it together? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think DC just has a lot more, I don't know, just, bah! Anyways. Okay. That's your opening argument for DC. Da, 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 words. <laughs> uh, da, I like comics. Da, 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 da. I'm done. Dance. Right. Steve, got, we have to dance. what about you? I think we'll give all our links out and then we'll kind of yeah. go into debate. Uh, she, kind of our, she derailed me a little our, bit. Our opening <laughs> statements. Um, With that dance step at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel (laughs) all day I've been thinking about, well, all afternoon Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this and I feel like I'm kind of at a disadvantage because I haven't really been reading Marvel that long. Like I'm thinking about my comic collection at home. And like I said, I, I had some stuff before we started this. But I'm always recalling when we started this thing because it's really it's a marker, it's a milestone. September, yeah, it's a big milestone for both of us. For you know, I now have like seven long boxes filled to capacity with stuff. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I had like four DC boxes and one long box of Marvel. Mm -hmm. Now, after a couple of months, my Marvel box has spilled over into three boxes. Wow. The DC has kind of stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Um, DC has more characters that I enjoy. Batman. Right. Well, they have the Batman universe. Yeah, the The Batman universe. I mean, the Batman universe. If somebody somebody said, like, you can only read, you can only follow one more thing for the Mm -hmm. rest of your life. We're going to take everything else away from you. Mm -hmm. I would have to choose the Batman universe because it's just, I grew up with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman. um, All the, all the, the, the female characters that I really love to read the majority of them are from DC. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy Marvel. I think Marvel has um, more heroic books. I think their their comics have a little bit more splash 
and I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but I do find it a lot harder. Like Stephanie was saying, I find it a lot harder, even with that first page recapping everything, that I've missed so much. And with DC, I'm not even just talking about like the reboot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's wins and there's fails with the, with the reboot, but I can pick up a DC comic, and if I'm familiar with the character, I can kind of jump on to whatever's going on because I know of their universe. Like in Marvel, it seems like there's so much crossing over, and there's so much history, and so many things that they call back on that even if you told me everything that went on like when we had uh alan kistler mm-hmm. on he gave us like the whole that was super intense right yeah that was cramming years and years and years into one conversation and it was it was mind-blowing it was mm-hmm. awesome but like at the same time i was just like whoa mm-hmm. like had he not come onto the show to tell us about all that stuff i would have been lost mm-hmm. whereas opposed to something like let's say night of the owls for example mm-hmm. Even if you haven't been reading comics, you know who Batman is. You can jump into something like Night of the Owls from from the start of it, and I think you'd be okay. You would just have to accept that Batman, the Batman universe is now being, you know, in, it's infested with these new villains. Mm-hmm. You can get you can grasp you can grasp that. You can run with that. Right. When you're reading a Marvel book and there's like 28 characters jumping out of a plane and then there's like 17 waiting down on the ground and it's there there are characters i have no idea who they are but that's in a big event book yeah you've managed to pick up fantastic four with no history whatsoever the right. book that has the deepest right varied history in well, their line steve hasn't even told us yet who, who is who his company is it's this gonna is, be dc is, okay yeah it's, right. i mean we can go back to me <laughs> Spoiler if you want. Alert. well I'm we're probably. going we're going back around a couple of times <laughs> we'll, we'll go back here, around yeah. I, and i do have a, some points i want to make as well as bob yeah. on that point but i just want to i'll shut up for now uh, it's just um the whoever said that on twitter about us is gonna be absolutely right i'm gonna yeah be picking marvel okay. as well and, and my reasoning with marvel is yes there is a lot more history that is because like bob said before they don't reboot their universe every 15 years or or, or mm-hmm. so or whatever um however the reason i love marvel is because i feel like a lot of times outside of batman and batman's related characters dc loses its way a lot of the times with kind of the human elements of, of its characters. Mm, yes. It, it treats its characters like gods in a lot of ways. You know, as a, and this was said a long time ago by somebody, I don't remember who it was, said that DC characters are like gods and Marvel characters are like modern folklore. That was tweeted today to us. Oh, it was as well? Yeah. 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 Um, I heard, uh, it's, and that's why I like Marvel better. I can relate more to Marvel. I always talk about Spider-Man and how I can see myself in Peter Parker. Like, I love Batman, but I can. There's no part of me that's Bruce Wayne, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. No, Stan always said he wanted his characters to have feet of clay. They mm-hmm. made mistakes. Mm-hmm. They weren't always going to have the right answer. Right, and DC has adopted that model in a yeah, lot of ways. They, to this they point. adopted somebody else's model. Yes, um, and I'm not even speaking from a history perspective. I'm mm-hmm. just speaking of how I relate to these characters. Right. Like you know, th- they always seem to have a underlying theme that I can more relate to. Than than the DC characters, the the being not fitting in with the X Men, you know, Spider Man being this nerdy kid who messes up all the time. He's, you know, other heroes are like, oh god, this guy's here again, you know, in a lot of ways, and that's a really interesting thing, you know. 
um, the Captain America being a man out of time and feeling out of place. Those stories I always connected to more than the DC stories in, in a lot of ways. So that is why um, I kind of go towards Marvel a lot more. DC has some very big strengths. Like Stephanie was saying before, the Vertigo stuff is an extreme strength of theirs. Marvel has their icon imprint, which comes out with some good books. It's mostly Mark Millar and Brian Michael Bendis who do anything on the mm-hmm. imprint, but um, and they do good books. But Vertigo is a is a force all to itself, and they have great books, great writers writing those books. And in that space, I think DC definitely trumps them. I also think DC trumps Marvel in the I want to go back and read something. The DC events are much more, are much better outlined. I feel like you're much better. Like I'm gonna read. Um, this is just, this is just recently. I'm gonna read Blackest Night, or I'm gonna read, you know, Brightest Day, or I'm gonna. They're, they're, with Marvel, it's a little bit tougher. There's a couple of them. You know, there's like Secret. I'm talking about recently. Yeah. There's Secret Invasion. There's Civil War. But when I go back and I go, okay, I want to read a great Spider-Man story. It's sometimes tough to find that trade. If I want to read a great Batman story, I know I go back and read the Dark Knight returns you know and that's there but the other problem with that is marvel's way of telling stories was different right absolutely dc was a more self-contained maybe we'll do two issues to tell the entire all the the threads of the galactus trilogy you have Mm -hmm. to read fantastic four 35 to 60 Mm -hmm. which isn't collected in a trade it's in a couple of masterworks Mm -hmm. it was about a continuing storyline of human characters. Now, DC's heroes, they're iconic characters, and mm-hmm. they're those gods you talk about. They're not human at all. Mm-hmm. For the most part, Clark Kent, eh, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on and on, year after year after year, he's, they're, the, they're the same nothings mm-hmm. as opposed to Steve Rogers and Peter Parker mm-hmm. and Matt Murdock. And it's the, yeah. the you know, the, the Fantastic Four don't have secret identities. Right. It's just a masterstroke that Stan mm-hmm. came up with. I no, I don't want to tell that story that they're doing. Lois trying to find out who Clark is, mm-hmm. that he's Superman. Who cares? Mm-hmm. No, my heroes, they live in a New York that we know. Mm-hmm. They're out there. They have a comic book published about them that Stanley and Jack Kirby are writing in the book that they're writing. Right. It's a different sort of storytelling, and mm-hmm. that extended version of it doesn't lead itself to being collected in that sort of right simpler way. Absolutely. Um, Steve, I mean, Steve thing, ready? Stephanie ready to pile in here on me here? Who, who, anybody want to jump in? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, whenever Bob talks, I always become entranced. I mean, I will say <laughs> that you saying about being able to jump into DC books easier. Um, before the reboot happened, before we started doing this, right around the time the Green Lantern movie was coming out, I kind of looked into Green Lantern stories to read because I was kind of excited about it. So mm-hmm. um, one of the big stories was Green Lantern Rebirth uh, by Jeff Johns. He also did a mm-hmm. Flash Rebirth book. Uh, reading the Green Lantern Rebirth book, oh, I, I was hella confused because Hello. there was Hal Jordan, <laughs> Kyle Rayner, um, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, you know, and Hal Jordan was the John Stewart. Um, the spec back, the Spectre? not that John Stewart. Not that John I Stewart. I wish I would um, love to see him get his own comic. Who's the judging guy? The Spectre. The Spectre. The Spectre. You know, he all yeah, this. Hal had just become the Spectre at that point. All yeah. this stuff, and that was very confusing. So I feel like that thing about it being like Night of the Owls being easier to digest is because we started this thing 
based on DC books. We started this because of the reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've been in there since the beginning. Yeah. Plus, it's fucking Batman. I mean, it, yeah. everybody knows what Batman is. But... Um, I'd, uh, who wants to jump in here? Well, I, I was Steve. gonna I was gonna mention something. Um, somebody had tweeted, and I was actually thinking about this earlier in the day. Um, the difference between um, just the animated stuff mm-hmm. for DC versus Marvel. Like, I I think that Marvel has obviously has the better films, mm-hmm. but I think that DC has the better animation stuff. Right. Um, I just caught the latest episode of Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought the the three volume mm-hmm. fun pack, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to get into it because I've only seen two episodes of that, mm-hmm. and I was without knowing anything, I was so invested in mm-hmm. what was going on that, um, and especially um, the newest uh, Young Justice. I think for the last two episodes, they have um, a girls team. Yeah, it's Batgirl and mm-hmm. and um, Bumblebee and a couple of others. Mm-hmm. And um, just a really, really strong showing of uh, female characters that I feel like a lot of the times when like females come around, like um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, mm-hmm. all we're getting, I've been watching that show nonstop every breakfast for the last couple <laughs> weeks, and all we're treated to so far is Wasp, who's kind of like the comic relief in a way. She's kind of like quippy and mm-hmm. snappy, and she's adorable. Yeah. A little useless, but you know she's adorable. But in Young Justice, you got these like four or five women that I mean, they're kicking ass. Yeah, they're holding their own. They're a team, and yeah. they're giving them the space to be heroic and amazing. Mm-hmm. And whenever they move over to them, it's not just like, oh, look, it's a cameo from Batgirl. Like Batgirl is a human amongst um, the, uh, the, the Martian, the niece yeah. of... of um, yeah, Miss Martian. Of, yeah, Miss Martian. And just all this, like, crazy... They're an integral part of mm-hmm. of the cartoon. Yeah. Um, Batman... Go ahead, Steph. Oh, no, sorry. I was just, I, I didn't know if you were done or not, but I was just going to talk I about you another can, you can DC me. TV show. Um, Batman the Animated Series? No, no. You finish up your thought and we'll come back. Well, I was just going to say, like, there's obviously Batman the Animated Series. There's just, um, what was it, Uh, Green Lantern, um, one of the animated films. uh, Emerald Knights? Emerald Knights, yeah. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. I'd never watched anything Green Lantern besides that. I watched it again, dude. That Ryan Mm -hmm. Reynolds, I... So bad. (laughs) Um, It's it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. It was great. And um, I just, I don't know. I, I enjoy Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm-hmm. I do think that Marvel has the better films. Um, but, I mean, DC's, DC's got them trumped. Well, Young Justice is a fantastic show. It really is. Um, I mean, they do also have that Green Lantern show, which is not very good at all. Uh, but the thing is that it women's stinks. team, that first, yeah. the first season of Young Justice is really just Miss Martian and Artemis, who's like a green, the green uh, arrows, like protege. Mm-hmm. Um, all those women don't really come in until season two of Young Justice. Right. And season two of Earth is My Heroes, you do have Carol Danvers comes in and a couple other people. So yeah, I haven't gotten that far yet. They do up their, um, their girl quotient. But Stephanie, you wanted to talk about something. Yes. Well, again, you've kind of circled back to what I wanted to talk about. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but in terms of female characters from the DC universe, uh, Birds of Prey, like the special features, they had um, the Flash series, uh, yeah, Gotham Girls. Gotham Girls, Girls. right. Which was absolutely fantastic. Um, 
I don't know how many, there was like technically like two or three seasons of it, but yeah, the episodes three were minutes like, at a time, right? Mm-hmm, they, yeah, they were just like really short, but they're all voiced by the original characters, uh, well, the original voice actors from Batman, the animated mm-hmm. series. Hmm. And it's, you know, like Batgirl and Poison Ivy and Harley and Catwoman all getting into shenanigans. And it's mostly, it's mostly about the baddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just massively fun. And I mean, it's not them being all like, you know, we're strong, girl power, rah, rah. I mean, Harley's dopey and silly, but she's like the Harley that I love. And it's adorable. And she, and like, she is we, that in these Gotham girls. There's no Yeah, question. you've seen it, right? Because you watched the, the Birds I, of Prey, yeah, right? I've got the disc. So They're on every is, disc. I'm so confused. What exactly is this? So well, web okay, was so a web comic. Oh, it was a web, web series. series yeah. Didn't you link me to it? I did. I sent you a few of them, I think. Ah. Um, but... They I'm trying also, to get Bobby to watch them too. I gotta, I gotta they're available on the Warner website, I believe. But if you own the Birds of Prey DVDs, right which there. very few people do, apparently me and Bob are two of those yeah, people. I do. Yes. I haven't watched them, but <laughs> just I just hasn't watched them. Well, they're on the special features. Ooh, on each disc, yeah, yeah. And it's completely worth Sweet. owning the Birds of Prey DVDs <laughs> just for Gotham Girls, if for no other reason. I mean. Some people like the show. Obviously, we're a few of those people. Oh, yes, no. I, I don't love it. It's hokey, but. I love I mean, it. It's, hokey it's, and all, I love it. I haven't heard the word Gotham hokey Girls in is a great. While. And, mm-hmm. you know, word. if you want your DC gals, Phil, check that out. I love them. Now, lo- uh, Stephanie, are you done or we, we're not yet? I, I want to jump in here. I'm chomping you, at the bit. You jump in. Okay, look. The, the <laughs> DC animated movies and shows, I agree wholeheartedly. My problem is the DC printed universe, which isn't those shows. Mm-hmm. We've gone away from that. You guys, uh, uh, Justice League Dark, mm-hmm. picked it up, looked at it. It's a it's a neat book. That's not Zatanna at all. This is some half, uh, I don't know, mystical, dark, conflicted. No, she's kind of a fun character. They don't do fun anymore. They've kind of flushed that part of their universe away. It's all very violent, very sexualized, very adult. Well, it's adult in quotes. It's not sinister because there's nothing in in Snyder's Batman, yes. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's that grim and gritty 90s thing that all come, we're kind, those of us who lived through that then, we're over it. But they don't want my money because they flushed me away already. They always also, and this is again, um, kind of going into territory of what people said on Twitter today, and I'm, we'll get to those those exact tweets in a little bit. But you know, um, I just got the funny. I'm sorry, Bobby. I just got the funniest mental image of a closed comic book shop with Bob standing in the pouring rain outside. It's a Spider-Man cover. Spider-Man, yeah. Bob, Bob, DC fan, no more with the rain coming down. I'm like costume in the garbage can. Um, DC being a more uh, reactionary company, right? Where they, mm-hmm. and this is why, uh, Stephanie, you said before about Marvel, about DC shaking things up. And I think they shake things up in the way that they might reboot their universe. But I think that's all in an effort to try to grab back the the, the fans they lose yes. to Marvel, you know, every day. And I, I think, whereas I am more apt to read a Marvel book that is silly now, you know, there is issues of Amazing Spider-Man um, that are very silly, not during the ends of the earth. And, there's, and, there's, there's well, and, a, and avenging, particularly. Avenging yes. has been very silly. 
And it seems like Marvel is more sure of themselves to me in a lot of ways. I, I do think that DC handles events slightly better than Marvel does, but I, I they've th- had more chances to they keep doing them, right? But I mean, yeah. Marvel is not no shortage of events either at this point. But I do think that what Marvel does on a case by case basis is they have more confidence in what they're doing. You know, we're writing Spider Man; he's gonna be he can be silly in one issue and deadly serious in the next issue, and there's no confliction of tone because. That's how life is. You know, life one day is very silly and the mm-hmm. next day is very serious. And I, I do feel like, Bob, you're very right. And I like Justice League Dark as a book. And, um, but yes, DC in general is very serious. They've been very, and especially in this new 52 reboot, very serious. Every book is life or death, like every issue. Um, and it is a shame that there isn't more room there, you know, to, to, mm-hmm. to, Reach out. Well, if they want to grab new readers, which was the, the whole idea mm-hmm. of the reboot, the numbers suggest, their own internal numbers suggest, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The percentage of brand new readers was under 5%. Mm-hmm. And grabbing back older readers was somewhere under like 17%. Mm-hmm. And it, it depending on whether you were talking about the poll from stores or from the internet, it's not enough. It's right. just not enough. If, if you were going to reboot with the intent of, okay... We do have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. These are these characters everybody knows, and everyone jumps in again. Well, they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. They didn't reboot Batman. Green Lantern was iffy because the movie was out. Re- Re- Green Lantern wasn't rebooted at all. Right. So you're in a, a position where, at, from a business standpoint, not a great marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. From a book standpoint, you're pointing your books at grown-ups. Mm-hmm. The, certainly the above 30, you know, and... Some of us pass that, but there's, I think there's, a, there's that point where those of us who've read their books for years and years and years who were there when people had abandoned them entirely for Marvel, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people who became what they, they joked then, it's why the, the series is called Marvel Zombies, mm-hmm. who just read nothing but Marvel books and wouldn't even go back to DC because, I, I, as I pointed out, you read a Justice League book, seven people spoke in exactly the same voice. The writers weren't nearly as good as Stan was and Roy Thomas and mm-hmm. Englehart and all the rest of them. You're, you're in a bad spot. You flushed away your core readers, not got new ones. You're in a really limited place. They've got to open that universe up. Vertigo's great because it's for, it's for the adult person. Mm-hmm. Where's the kids' book? Having one young justice book, mm-hmm. it's about all ages' books. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to them, the New 52, they tried to launch younger books static shock and blue beetle are supposed to be young people books but they were both bad bad, yeah they're both bad um i've been had i spent a lot of time in rob's basement i know what that (laughs) sounds like um Um, yeah he's uh he'll probably kill me for this he's dusk 1020 on twitter so go and go follow him and look at the adventures of his cat um (laughs) but I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Shit. Oh no. Um, meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. I have been helping him organize stuff in the basement mm-hmm. and I came across Tiny Titans. Mm-hmm. Okay. This book, I'm I haven't brought it home yet because I'm trying to find all of them and un- then purchase it in one bulk mm-hmm. shot. Um it is absolutely adorable. I personally I love reading like kids books mm-hmm. or or younger ages books just to take a break and just, just have to fun. make you feel like you're reading a lot when you get through it in like five minutes 
Yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I tell you, she goes after me. Going after us, she goes for the jugular. You take her jelly beans away. This is what happens. I'm in withdrawal. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I want my jelly bellies. I want my jellies. Um, oh, but so yeah, good. no, I just like it. The, they're really cool. It looks like it was like drawn by grade school kids yeah. or something you'd find up on your refrigerator. Mm. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah. And they're safe. Mm-hmm. There's no reason mm-hmm. why they shouldn't reboot that. Static Shock. I didn't even read a page of Static Shock. I can tell you that Static Shock is might be considered a kid's book, but there's no way that if it's grouped into that DC New 52, that it's going to get picked up by children when it's a me- in a mess pile of 52 other books, most of them being yes. teen or adult mm-hmm. theme. Like If they were going to introduce kids' books and wanted kids to start reading, make the art fun. Make it kind of a little bit playful and below grade and and have lighter situations and market it differently don't make it part of the dc 52 that was not i mean that's not a good move Mm -hmm. like i pick up something like tiny titans not only is it funny but i would never expect to see that grouped in with like you know batman and Mm -hmm. and all these other green lantern off in the space somewhere like no like it's gotta be that's Tiny Titans is something that if you rebooted, you could sell it in the supermarket. They As do, a sidebar, uh, yeah, so I thought something. it was really great that you just said Batman in a completely different voice. <laughs> Batman. I try to do it sometimes. <laughs> um, they actually do um, DC Nation, which is the DC animation block mm-hmm. on Cartoon Network. They do these interstitial like shorts. Yeah, and they, have a, talk, they, have yeah. a, they have Tiny Titans shorts. That's, what, that's when I was watching Young Justice the other yeah. day, and I saw one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. Down in the basement. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! No, no, just go in. No. I can't. No, I it was a glitch, and we re- we, we regrouped, and yeah. I forgot what I was saying. Something about uh, I was talking about the DC Nation interstitial. Yeah, things. no, that was yeah. what that was what what piqued my interest mm-hmm. was that even just that little clip. Yeah. Of I think it was um, Batgirl and the and Wonder Woman and the super best friends. Yeah. They were trying to figure out the name of their group, mm-hmm. and even in, in like in a minute and a half, I was. very entertained and it was something that you can grab a little kid and that will hold their attention Mm -hmm. it's cutesy but it's funny enough it's like a couple of the cartoons something like adventure time where it's a kid's show but i mean this is getting a little off topic but i was actually just introduced it's on topic well i introduced a friend to it last night and i said i asked him i said are you catching like all of the stuff that's for us versus like the fact this is just a wacky cartoon show with colorful lands mm. and characters mm. and stuff. The fact that they curse in that show without cursing, how like the word glob is another word for God or math is the word for fuck <laughs> or whatever. And it's just you something like Tiny Titans it would it would be fantastic if right. they got the right people to do it. But I mean, the the question is though, and again, this is I don't want to go into a, about all ages books. So that's not really what we're talking mm-hmm. about here. But there are people working at DC who look at the numbers, who look at the ledger, and they say, "We tried these books; they didn't sell. Do we keep making them?" You know, and I think, uh, um, I think that the answer isn't more to have specifically all ages books. It's to 
have at least parts of their universe be less daunting. And I think, again, this mm. is why I, I like Marvel more, which is I could give, you know, my seven year, eight, not my nine year old cousin, uh, a issue of Amazing Spider Man, and he would find things about it funny. He would miss all of kind of like the, uh, the more sophisticated humor and the kind of more like, mm-hmm. you know, um, romance, romance stuff, but it would still be something he could read. Where I feel like if I handed him Batman, like, not that Scott Snyder's Batman should be anything less than what it is because it's a fantastic book. Um, but even, let's say if I handed him Superman, you know, there's nothing in the, there's less in there for him than there is in a Spider-Man book. Well, it's 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 John Byrne's definition of all ages. It's the idea of here's a book you can read the complete story of as an eight year old, not your nine year old cousin, mm-hmm. and get something out of, and revisit five years later, and then five years later mm-hmm. after that, and get something out of it differently each time. Right. Can you hand someone the, the wonder the Justice League I showed you in the store where the two-page spread, the left-hand page is a spread shot of Wonder Woman's tuchus. I'm sorry that I can't hand to a nine-year-old. That is just inappropriate. It's Justice League, though, okay. that should not be what Justice League looks like. But now this is what we're, we're getting the, the kind of the separation and ideals here, right? Which is um, you have an idea of what Justice League should be. Mm-hmm. That's not what Justice League is anymore. You know, and DC has gone a different way, and this is this is again I, this. And I think they've lost their way because of that. For me, right, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. This is why we're getting to this whole about what we like more and why we like what we like mm-hmm. more. I have no problem with that kind of thing. I don't care that Justice League is more for teens and adults. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that when I read Teen Titans, it also feels like it's sort of for teens and adults, yes. and. That shouldn't be that way. That that book should feel doesn't feel like a kitty book because it's teen, but, it's Teen Titans. But it could be your entry into the larger, darker yes. DC universe. If it if, if it felt like Young Justice, if Teen Titans felt like Young Justice, which I think is a very good amalgam because Young Justice is basically, you know, um, right. Teen Titans. That's basically what it is. If the Teen Titans book felt like that show, that's perfect. You I know? think you just hit on something. To me, if there some of their books, maybe not all, there mm. should be a spread, and there always yeah. was. You look at those old pictures of a 50s newsstand mm. that were romances, westerns, horror, superheroes, mm. crime, a little bit of everything. If some of the DC books more closely replicated the animated universe, yeah. they would have grabbed new readers. Mm-hmm. Could a mom show their nine-year-old Justice League Dark? No. Or, or but it's called Swamp Justice League Dark. So. <laughs> okay, but, but okay, we, I as a nine-year-old could read Doctor Strange. Right. And it, okay, it's mysticism and all sorts of weird things were going on. It, it right. never seemed yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. And never seemed kitty. Stan never wrote for nine year olds. Right. The idea was I'm going to use words they're going to have to look up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Here's a. I have a superhero couple getting married, having a kid. Mm-hmm. There's, there are problems. They, they divorce, they split up. Mm-hmm. There's things going on right. of, of adult import, mm-hmm. but told in a way you could address it with a younger mind. Mm-hmm. If we're going to set the, the comic book world up as only for grown-ups, and we'll, we'll, as, as we've talked about, DC's internal memo that got leaked, comics, not just for grown-ups anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is... I'm going to curse on the air. That's fucked up. <laughs> All right, so... I'm going to shut up, because I just now cursed on Bob's the air. Bob's closing argument. Yeah. <laughs> right? um, Steve, any last words on this, this topic here? I have none. You have none? Stephanie, what about you? 
I've got none. Okay, so Stephanie, why don't we move on to some Twitter reactions and and Uh-oh, comments and twittery. questions from people? Twitter. Yeah, well, why don't I start off with the question? All right. Um. So we got a question from, and I'm just going to apologize right now because <laughs> yeah. there's a very good chance I'm going to fuck name? up your name. This is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Spell it. Just spell it out. My future we'll... segment will have like either story time with Stephanie or we'll have a. You'll just give me a list of names. Pronouncing and names. And I'll pronounce stuff for like oh, five, lo- five minutes. I love it. Anyways, so Raj Kamlani. Perfect. Perfect. I really hope that is your name. And that is actually perfect, Raj. Anyways, um, so he wanted to know for tonight's DC versus Marvel show, if you could move one character from Marvel to DC or vice versa, blah, 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 who would you move? All right. Bob, you want to start? Not counting Willie Lumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder Woman. To Marvel. Because it seems like she's had so many histories over the last... 35 years or so since since the crisis mm-hmm. that they've not quite ever sorted out where she is. Perez did it and Byrne did it and Jimenez did it and, and uh, what they're doing now, which is noxious. Put put her on the other side. Give her to the X-Men people. Give her to... Give her to Rick, Asgard. Well, <laughs> give her to a Rick Remender. Give her to somebody, yeah. Jeff Parker, who could, <clears throat> Peter David, someone who can do a female character... I want to see some real Wonder Woman stories where she's a heroic example mm-hmm. of what the best you know a female superhero can be because she is the first. She's the one. Right. So it's Wonder Woman for me. Absolutely. It's a marvel. You read my mind. <laughs> is that yours as well, Stephanie? Well, I can think of another one, but you know, I was I'm I was gonna go with Wonder Woman, but I do like I approve of Bob's choice. I appreciate your approval. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what about you? Scarecrow. Just Scarecrow. Ooh. Sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> okay. Yeah. To Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Why? Have him, because I, I, he's my favorite villain of the. I well, yeah. And you want him out of the Batman universe? I want him. I want him to to guest for Marvel. How about that? <laughs> or what? No, we're actually we're taking them out. We're taking them out. They no longer yeah. are in DC continuity. Um. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Let's let's let's. Okay. Do it. Who, who's who would, uh, who's who would, Rogue's who, Gallery would you throw him into? Yeah, I was just going to ask the same question. What hero would you want him to be Razin primarily? Uh, I've got it. I didn't know I've this was a two ooh, part. Ooh, I don't my, hand, my hand is raised. I'm Arnold Horshack here. Wait a well, minute. Well, let me just hold on. You, you, say you, think, you want to think about it and then we'll come no, back no, to no. you? No, no, no. I just, the, can I give my reasons? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Sorry. Think if, like, let's just, he is the master of of like bringing out everybody's fears mm-hmm. and creating mass hysteria of the mm-hmm. mind for characters. Imagine if, let's say, he teamed up with like Mysterio mm-hmm. or something like that for a Spider-Man awesome. arc. Yeah, good Spider-Man villain. How or throw him into the X-Men or the Avengers mm-hmm. and have him have him unknowingly like. Say like he puts one of his fear toxins into uh, the water mm-hmm. of of the of the Avengers, you know, mm-hmm. base or lair or whatever the hell it is like they hang out um, <laughs> mansion. I don't know Avengers right. Cave. Yeah, yeah. I just all of them either turning on each other or all of them facing their fears and their pasts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I just think that that would be absolutely amazing mm-hmm. to to see the other side of the coin to see what he could do to them. Mm-hmm. Go but- ahead. He should fight the man without fear, Daredevil. Oh, yeah. That's a great ah. one. That's a great one, Bob. Good one. 
Thank you. I that, won't. I don't have to say anything. Kudos. That, that is a great one, Bob. Great one. Yes. Um. So mine. I was initially thinking, let's just move Batman over to Marvel because then I won't have to really worry about DC anymore. Okay. But um, <laughs> we're not gonna do that yeah. one. Um. That would be fun. It would be fun. Uh, I'd love to see a little some stories of him and Daredevil. That also would be a good, yeah. a good like crossover potential between those two characters. But I was like, thinking of a more obscure character, um, Dead Man. Because uh, I yeah. love the character of Dead Man. It's, yeah, it's a wonderful Boston brand. It was just amazing. Yeah, and he's got yeah. like a great personality, a, a great kind of a wit to him, a great Marvely personality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why. I, and I would love to see him come over to Marvel because I feel like Marvel does a better job of highlighting their more obscure characters than DC does. You know, I feel like Dead Man gets kind of Dead Man is unjustly dark, and he's been good throughout that run. But I'd like to see Dead Man somewhere else. See him popping up in other books. You know, I think he'd be a really fun, interesting character to to put into some Marvel stories. Yeah, look what they're doing with Doctor Strange, where he had been sort of on the sidelines for years, and they find a way now he's an Avenger, and yeah. he's flitting through all sorts of books doing important stuff. Yeah, Dead Man could fill that same void. Yeah, I think, yeah. That'd, be, I think that'd be a good, good one. Good choice. Thank you very much. I Ste- think we've got some good stuff going here. We should run companies. Yes, we could. Stephanie, did you come up with another option other than Wonder Woman? I did. Yes. I've decided that... DC's just going to be a big sausage fest and, you know, they're going to have to make all their characters gay because I want Power Girl with Marvel. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think that she would do really well in that universe. Marvel does do, like, um, female characters a lot stronger, I feel. So mm-hmm. and she has that wittiness about her and, like, this just sort of, you know, you, you guys know. And I think she yeah. could have fun, like, with <laughs> adventures with Spider-Man or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. Team up with She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. That would be funny. So that, that's my answer. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, that was That's Good so one. off the radar. I'm glad I stole your first idea. So we got to that one. Because that's the thing that's better than any of us that we came up with. Yeah. So. Great. Awesome. All right. So we had some more, though, right? Some uh, not questions, but statements about who our listeners would choose. Yes. Okay. Are we allowed mm-hmm. to debate their statements? No. We're going to let them. Let oh, her go. come on. Let her well, go. if there's comments, but yeah. most. Okay. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, I'll... Um, so Hugh Perry, he said, and he's the one who, um, you know, gave us this topic in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so it only made sense that he would also answer. Um, so he said, personally, in terms of which has a clear and obvious plan to stay ahead of its rival, Marvel wins. They seem to be the company that breaks new ground regularly, while DC seems like more of a reactionary company with its products. That being said, DC put out some wonderful material, Snyder's Batman, for example, but the, but the 52 has seemed limp so far uh, in the main, can we I get this guy as, as a guest else? on the show live? He's he, he. I agree with him. Because he agrees 100%. with Bob. That's the only reason yes, Bob wants exactly him on. <laughs> I need he help says, around here. Okay. Well, he, you'll like him more. I'm uh, turning to Marvel more though for Fantastic Four, Future Foundation, uh, and Invincible Iron Man, especially. Bob's all smiles. I'm all smiles. Did you hear that, Mr. Perry? Bob yes. would like uh, you as one of our guests. Yes. yes. <laughs> Come be his best friend. I could use a couple, so that's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there anything else you'd like to add on that besides you love him yes a... I'm going to send him a card soon okay next <laughs> <laughs> in a manly man kind in of way in a manly man kind of way yeah with, with, with black <laughs> borders or something go ahead 
Um, so Caleb Verseer, who I always mess the name up. I, I, I get your first name right. He's also the one that predicted our our turnout. Mm-hmm. He was 100% right. 100%? Yeah, oh, okay. Really, More was, power uh, to Caleb. Oh, was it, it, was, it was Dan Suzerpuk. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my guess is Stephanie and Steve will be DC and Bob and Bobby will be Marvel. Uh, Caleb d- did say that Bob would pick Marvel, though. Ah. Yeah. Oh. So, um, go ahead, Stephanie. So first, you know, he, we asked Marvel versus DC, and he said what I said, and he said, Image! But then he came back and said, DC is my favorite because it has Batman, Scott Snyder, and Jeff Lemire. It's hard to argue that, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Jeff Lemire could work for Marvel if he wanted. He could work for Marvel. Maybe he will at some point. Um, Maybe he'll come on to the podcast. (laughs) I'll stalk you, Jeff Lemire. Toronto, let's be friends. (laughs) Okay, I won't stalk you, I promise, but we really should be friends. Listen to this, listen to that, and let's be friends. Call me. (laughs) Perfect. Perfectly done. Light in tone. I like that step. (laughs) I know a great poutine place, which you're probably aware of. Oh no! Unfortunately, that that reference got edited last week. Yeah, let's let's move on. We're getting off topic here. Come on. Okay. Okay. Anyways, more responses as I've been hushed. Um, David, David, Devad, Devad, Devad Steele. <laughs> he says, Marvel, DC pissed me off with the reboot. All those years of stories thrown away. Yes. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Bob's friends list is getting, getting bigger at the moment. Yes, because they took all those comics out of your house and flushed them down the toilet. They took all the books I was reading at the time they decided to reboot and flush those down the toilet, too. I went from reading lots of DC books to having them all right. canceled. But the argument about all those past stories are gone. No, I read BS, them all the time. It's a BS argument. That's the only thing I'm saying. No, the continuing stories yes, of that's, the, those that are true. gone. That's true. That's, that's true. the problem. Okay, so I agree with David, 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 whoever we have <laughs> David, here. Yeah, Stephanie, help me out here. I think our fans are the best. They always interact with us when we ask them questions, and you know what? Like, they're seriously great. I couldn't have asked for better people to talk to when we, you know, want to talk comics. It's true. You yep. know, outside of our group. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they have great points to make always, and great questions to ask, and topics and for always, us to always move count forward. on them to. Yeah, yeah and on. it's never yep. just you know DC end mm-hmm. of story. They always give us yeah. reasons and. Um, you guys are seriously the greatest. We wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. And, true. And since so many know. of them agree with me, it's even better. Yeah. It's am- it still amazes me that I can like write on Twitter, hey, we need suggestions or we need answers to yeah. this question. And we get like 20 people answering us almost yes. immediately. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. So thank yeah. you guys. I we, agree with Stephanie wholeheartedly. We salute you. Yes. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but carrying on with all of your responses because Let's we keep going. Let's go. We're going good now. Um, so Colin Parfit, he says, Marvel can't come close to DC when they're at their best. <gasps> um, and then he said, you know, like Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, Red Sun, Night of the Owls. You know, I can't argue. No, that's the events. We, we, yeah. we discussed that. And it's tough to throw. I mean, throwing Watchmen there, obviously it's a, it's a, a DC book, but it's almost not fair. <laughs> And speaking no, it's, of it's which, also, it's also the Charlton Watchmen's book. Coming yeah. Soon, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. What were you yeah, saying, Stephanie? I'll, Sorry? Before said, Watchmen. Sorry. Yes. Which didn't the Wall which. Street Journal just call that the worst comic ever? What? What? Wall Street Journal. We called what the worst comic ever? I before said before Watchmen. Watchmen is coming very oh, shortly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because the uh, whole idea of it is just the oh, worst the, idea the, ever. The idea yeah. of it? Because yeah. um, I believe our former guest, Joey Esposito, yeah. actually reviewed a few of them. And he said the couple of them are great, yeah. but there are a few duds yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
But we should all read them first. We should check them yes, out. Yes, we should all read them. I'm before sure that we will. Them. Yes, sure I'm sure that yeah, we will we'll too. Have, we'll, we'll have, have a, a whole show about, about that yeah. one. Yeah. All right, Stephanie, keep going. Going. Um, go. So, Kyle Duval Garrett, who is super bad, Larry. He said he's on the fence. Marvel has better movies. DC has better animations. Mm-hmm. Both have great characters, but fall short on stories sometimes, which is completely true. It's completely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. They both. We have agree. Their... See Avengers versus X Men. Events pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see I how it ends up. Not, uh, all right. So, Lobster Johnson, you have. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, the greatest. Rock lobster. Rock lobster. <laughs> he says, DC, they have Scott Snyder and Batman and the price policy. For us overseas, that's really cool. I don't mm. know what that means because uh, yeah. I'm not overseas, but if, you know, they have a better sort of pricing gauge for you guys, then kudos to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah oh, hey, a, a buck a book means you can buy one extra each three, and yes. that's that's a difference. It's true. Um, Theodore Bond said DC is the world of gods and Batman, whereas Marvel characters are much more relatable. Make mine Marvel. So that was what you guys Make were talking mine about before. Marvel. It is. Yeah. <laughs> are you keeping a tally over there? <laughs> Bob's having a grand. I'm old having time. a grand old. You time wound here. him up. Yeah. I, I got thought maybe me going. you had like a little like um, pad, and you were kind of like. He's, know, a couple, he's a couple of beers in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very odd for Bob not to have a pad. Getting, yeah, getting. Th- there's nothing here today. Yeah. <laughs> rowdy. I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a rowdy funster. Today. Raucous. <laughs> um, so Greg Foster, he said, comics, Marvel by a long shot, film, if only for Nolan's Batman, universe, DC. Ooh. Green Lantern, notwithstanding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Ugh. Fred 42, who is actually a girl. Um, named Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi. Um, she said, grew up as a Marvel kid, but DC has been putting out better content these days. Obviously, Bob and I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Does she, does she, no, no boo hiss. Does she expand on that point? No. No. Okay. Well, we accept her postulate. Yes. Fantomas. Oh, <laughs> no, that, no, that's a, gr- that's a great old name. It's also a great band. Um, but it could be, but it's an old, con- oh, forget it. It's an old Italian comic strip. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going off track. Um, he says, I was Marvel for years, but silly stories and needless retcons. Yep. Is that a thing? Yeah, retcon. Continuity. Right. Oh, okay. I see what you mean now. I, you know. How are you? In, how are you? Like, do you write for like a geeky website and not know what retcon you know what? means? She writes Listen with me. Listen to you. Don't call me out. I use my own words for things. <laughs> yeah, I know words now with needless thingy mabob, <laughs> needless shenanigans, needless sinisterness. Mm-hmm. You know, needless words. retcons. Just add it to the vocabulary. <laughs> it's there now. <laughs> Anyways, I'd so- prefer needless retcons to needless reboots. Well, for me, right. for me personally. Okay, next up. Needless retcons lost me. Then I read Darwin Cook's New Frontier. So DC, actually, come to think of it, if way more dark horse than anything, can we just include that? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> if I can't have image, you can't have no. dark horse. I want Smith. gold key, so we're all out of left field. Um, Kristen McHugh says, Marvel, women are in Wait, wait, wait. Stephanie, I'm sorry. You mispronounced McHugh? <laughs> McHugh? It's Hugh, actually. H-U-G-H? Yes. Okay. Sorry. I apologize profusely. Go ahead. 
I was like, what did I mispronounce now? I thought this was one of the easier ones. Yes, it's just, it's it's so charming. Go ahead. Row. Anyway, Ruh-roh. she says, Marvel, women are integral to teams, and they're marketing in a much more female-friendly way. Not perfect, but at least they're trying. So yeah. that's an interesting perfect mm-hmm. perspective. Damn, yeah, right. I weird. agree. Um, Craig Benson, nope, not Benson, Bryson. Um, not mispronouncing, just making up a whole new name. <laughs> um, he says, Marvel, I've tried DC, really I have, but, and I'm not quite sure why, I can't bring myself to care about that colorful world, colorful world, colorful too. I'm <laughs> just gonna... <laughs> Go for it. It's degrading fast right Chauffeur, now. Chauffeur, 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 like, words. Yeah, to words. <laughs> I know I, should, I knew I made a mistake when I asked Stephanie to read things. No, it's much better this <laughs> hey, way. It's a much now you're better. Just being mean. No, it's, it's better radio this way. Oh yes, mispronouncing <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> names is always better radio. <laughs> Stop! Don't make me laugh. Continue, Stephanie. <laughs> Amy Ratcliffe said, "Marvel, based on the comics I've read so far, their characters seem more rounded and more real to me." Mm-hmm. Um, that's, Marissa, that's a trend. Hmm. She said, Marvel, I've always been a Marvel gal. And then her hashtag was, Wolverine is my husband. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, she I love that. is a super fox. <laughs> or a super Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> oh, boy. And try the veal and, and tip your drinking. waitress as well. Yeah. My name is Bobby and I do not approve that joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ladies, am I right? <laughs> 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 Seriously, the jelly beans. Let's blame the jelly beans. Yeah. Nobody Anyways, knows what that means. Stephanie. Yeah, nobody knows about the jelly beans. <laughs> oh, right. During Guys, the break, I like overdosed on jelly beans yes, before yeah. the show. There you go. Can you do the sound that you make when you eat jelly beans? No, no, oh, no. no. Let's keep going. We're moving forward. Between you, if, if this show had you and Bob and Stephanie on it, it would be three hours long and you would talk about nothing. Wouldn't it be great, though? <laughs> we should have one of those. <laughs> You could be a Uh-oh. guest on our show and we'd be like, all right, do we have any more tweets? Yes, we do. We're in an hour and a half. Come on. <laughs> but it's a great Paola Paulina says Ooh. DC. But ever since the new 52 and my favorite characters got shelved, I'm branching out and trying some Marvel books. Yeah. Oh. Um, Brian, who is Duck Knuckle 72, <laughs> I just wanted to see it. <laughs> I didn't know they had Knuckle. I'm DC. It's all about Batman. Batman. Thank you. Um, Amon Gilbert, who writes for Arrow in the Head, gave us just a very simple answer of DC exclamation point. Just one. Just one. Oh, that's not good enough. Well, I can <laughs> lie and say there was like twenty, but no, well, that's lying. I'm looking at and it right I'm Canadian, now. and we don't do that. No. No, we're too polite. Yo, this isn't Fox News. We're like CNN. We always tell the truth. Yeah. Um, and then the last but not least is from Ben Beige. And he said, I'd go with Marvel because they have better character flaws. DC characters tend to feel more contrived to me and more sort of cookie cutter. Awesome. So. Perfect. Um, we did have a, a late entry. Uh, Rick Colwalter said, um, comics, DC, and Marvel for- – DC, comics, DC, and Marvel for movies, getting annoyed with every Marvel book being Avengers-related or team-ups or cameos. Hashtag, we get it, the movie is a big deal. <laughs> so there you guys we love wanna... the hashtag. Yeah. Do we have a count? I think Marvel's slightly ahead. 
I have no idea. I was not counting. I think you're biased. Yeah. I think, uh, well, count them back up, but I think Marvel's slightly ahead. No, that'll take another no, half hour. No, we're not counting them up <laughs> not again. Not on the air. No. All right. Just, well, not for later. Yes. Okay, fine. For later. Um, so, if any of you I'm want me to dismissed. try and pronounce your names and or words, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. At Talking Comics, in case you yes. were wondering how to follow us on Twitter. Um, <laughs> real quick, I promised last week, we're running a little long, but I promised last week we get some of the emails that we oh. that we had gotten. Um, I want to get to some of those right now. Um, so, um, from Harold Moses, um, he's talking about how can you make a good Justice League movie? Um, he said, Batman, you start with him because he is the crux that holds the universe together. Story origins montage to tell Bruce's backstory. You see the death of his parents because that's his drive and that's who he is when, and why he becomes Batman and the tiny other stories. Um, Alfred walks into the cave talking about Superman in some way. Um, he said Flash, Barry Allen has some good source material, but the key is not to kill him off. He's a t- helpful type, always wanting to do the good thing. You stick with the standard origin story with, ha- with him and introduce Zoom at the end. A uh, credits clip of one room in action on TV. So he's talking about like the the Marvel-like, you know, after-credit sequences. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, okay, I like that. Wonder Woman, tell her origins and the Steve Trevor's and the Steve Trevor stuff, turn it into a love story like like the Captain America movie. Um, have her go up against Cheetah, introduce Wonder Woman taking a tour of Gotham City, and Batman's battering appears or something to save somebody while she's in Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquaman, the DC New 52 uh, Aquaman enough said tells origin that it's but instead of Black Manta you use Ocean Master um, that way you can save Black Manta for the sequel and later on at the end you see Superman um, Superman will be the final film to tie the universe together story has been written already Superman Earth 1 to expand on it you do the you do the crash as a baby and the Kent's holding Clark for the first time then childhood montage and end with Martian Manhunter arriving as the scientist dies hmm. this leads into the Justice League movie not so, bad. Yeah. It's a very a very detailed yeah. and well thought out plan. And I thank you yes. very much for that. Um, this is from... I hope he's uh, given give himself like a copyright. At least sent that off somewhere. Yeah. And <laughs> sent it to himself via yeah, certified mail. Yeah, it's, it's just too good to let it hang out there on the internet. Let people steal it. It's true. Because people will steal ideas. Yep. So um, thank you very much for that. Um, that was actually left on a comment on the website, TalkingComicBooks.com. Um, from Jeff here, we have another Justice League movie. Um, post the timing is perfect for a Justice League movie Nolan's Batman is going to be done this summer a new Superman is coming out and no other characters are really being utilized I think the best way to have a Justice League movie is with the Blackest Night event from a few years back having already introduced Aben Sur and his fear and the Green Lantern you can play with that in Green Lantern 2 relating that universe to the Man of Steel universe is something they can still work in I also agree with a few other things you guys said uh, Wonder Woman obviously needs a movie desperately. The Flasher Aquaman would be great to introduce because of the humanizing need that Green Lantern left out. Superman and Batman need to team up. I'm thinking Superman 2. Marvel, Marvel already gave DC the formula. Stick to what works. If they can mm-hmm. manage each of these those movies and introduce each of those characters, then they can work in some Blackest Night plots. A couple of my personal ideas that I would really like to see is that the universe is a little darker against... Bob, not very happy with that, yes. but um, I like to see I like to see some play in from the Green Lan- Green Arrow TV series that could allow for his entry into the movies or the movie characters entry into the TV show as time goes by. Oh, I like that. Um, he yeah. said, "I just started listening to you guys a few weeks ago, and I have no idea what you thought about Blackest Night, but it was my first entry into the DC universe and comic books in general. And before the New Fifty Two, I loved it. Keep up the work, guys. I've actually never read the Blackest Night. Neither event. have I. That was really before I started getting back into, especially DC books. So lots of death. I won't spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. I want to read it because yeah, I hear it's yeah, a good event, yeah. but yes, I, I want, I, I want to check it out. Um, 
So, uh, oh, from uh, Rep Stones actually on Twitter, he wanted he left a comment on our site, and he just wanted to know, let you know, Bob, that he agrees with your take on the Thor scene where he like knocks the phoenix into the planet. Oh, he didn't get it either. He didn't get it <laughs> yeah. either. So there's a scene in what was that New Avengers? Yeah, Avengers proper, right? Yeah. So there's that. I he no, no, was it? Was it? No, it wasn't New Avengers because New Avengers is the Iron Secret Fist. Secret Avengers? No, it wasn't Secret. It was. It which, was. It was Avengers. It, it was, was Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's so confusing. That's now. my point. That's yeah, why yeah. I'm so fed up with that. Whole yeah, thing. yeah. Um, and we had another. Um, this is from Keenan. I think it's Keenan Pete. Um, it's uh, talk about the, a Justice League movie. Um, he said, "Thank you for the Justice League podcast. How can you make a Justice League movie?" Was a re- was a really good podcast. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Kenan. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "I hope you all consider doing a second podcast on this subject. I would also like to hear your thoughts on doing movies on Vertigo movies. Maybe it's time they looked at making movies from those properties instead of the DC mainstays um, until they can get it right. Which Vertigo titles would you, like, would you guys like to see? Why is it taking so long for a Why the Last Man movie or TV show? I like to see." Um, he says American Virgin on the big or small screen, though I don't know if he meant American... Is American Virgin a comic book or does he mean American Vampire? I think American Vampire. He might mean yeah. American Vampire. On the big or small screen, although they couldn't even manage to make a successful Jonah Hex movie, so go figure. Should be interesting if you guys can get someone from DC to come on the podcast and comment on issues like this. Thank you, guys. Um, Look, the, to me, the obvious Vertigo title for years, either as a, a series or a movie, it's Sandman. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. that never found a way? Gaiman's so successful in every medium. Yeah, I love and, him. Well, no, American yeah. Gods is coming to HBO soon with Tom Hanks producing it. What? Yeah. It's, that's mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. He's actually in the middle of writing a second novel for American Gods that'll tie into the series oh, and wow. potentially yes. possibly a third one as well. Oh, oh my wow. God, that's awesome. Um, but um, to that point, I did talk about why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. On our TV shows being, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. that could be made. So. Flashback and listen to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting because... In a good way. Thanks. <laughs> about the end, um, getting somebody from a company on to talk about bad things about their company is really never going to happen. Yeah. None of those people are going to come on and badmouth either the people that sign their paychecks or if they're higher up you know, about the company that they run. And that's, that's never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. bigger companies too, we have looked into stuff like that. Yeah. And unfortunately, they're very... Yeah. Very just wanting to talk about very specific things. And and they won't even talk about the other companies. So it's really no. tough to get those big guys on. It's going to have to be more journalists and such that are going to talk about those kind of things. Uh, to your point about Vertigo movies, I will say this. Um, the Watchmen movie is, is very good. Um, the V for Vendetta movie is excellent. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I even really like Constantine. You know, So there have been very good movies made of Vertigo books. Um, well, Watchmen was straight DC, wasn't it? I mean, it's a. If you look at the the Watchmen trade, it has Vertigo on it. Okay, but I think in the in the in the real end, books at the time. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I I, I didn't realize yeah. that. But American Vampire would be awesome. Absolutely, we love we love Scott Snyder. Um, but the thing about Vertigo is that they do have weirder books. So those are going to have to be probably more either indie mo- like indie level movies as far as budget goes, or you know TV. It could help it. Yeah, it could. I mean, they've been trying to make Preacher for years on on HBO. Uh, that that's Garth Ennis book where it would have to be. Yeah, it's, pr- it's a pretty nasty book yeah. of work. Yeah. But they haven't been able to do that, and like you said, they haven't been able to make Sandman, which is wildly popular. Yeah. So, um, interesting though. That's a very interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, like idea. The ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll read one more email. Uh, Johnny McDonald wants us to know after listening to your podcast about what would take what it would take for DC to make a good Justice League movie. I finally came up with a solution I think would work. Um, 
now we're going to have a very interesting reaction to this. Let Kevin Smith have control of it, whether he does it like Joss Whedon and not only writes the script for the Justice League, but also directs it, or if he is like Jon Favreau and directs the first two movies of a Justice League member to get the ball rolling and then becomes an executive producer on the Justice League movie. With his work on several projects in the DC Universe, I think it would be the perfect choice to bring a quality Justice League movie to life. As for the plot of the movie, do you think the Blackest Night storyline would be a good plot for a <laughs> Justice League movie? Or would that be uh, the way you reboot the Green Lantern movies? So I'm a crazy Kevin Smith fanboy, so I'm not the best person to talk about this. He did say he's retiring from making movies, so that might be a little bit really? of a difficult thing. Yeah, After he makes the next movie, the Hit Somebody movie, the hockey movie, he's going to be done okay. with movies. Yeah, like Jay-Z's uh, done with music. <laughs> he's going to run the nets, yeah. Uh, look, awesome. I, think, I think Kevin Smith's a great choice because he really respects comic mm-hmm. book properties. Wonderful idea. The Black, Blackest Night's a great storyline, but it's really deep DC history. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's Justice League 2. Right. Yeah, good point. That's a good point. But it, it's a great storyline and should be addressed, but you need to set into... Oh, I can't spoil it for you guys either. It's about dead characters. Yeah, yeah, yes. And so you have to know, know who that. they are before, mm-hmm. otherwise they're just corpses. Yeah. And so... Right. It should be addressed, but maybe that's number two. Yeah. It's, it obviously struck a chord with people if we're having multiple people write in yeah. saying that that's a thing they should do. I think do. they're dead right. Yeah. No, pun intended. <laughs> Does anybody have any other comments on this they want to say real quick? I'm I'm this way and that way on him, so I really don't. Gotcha. I think it would be great mm-hmm. to give him a comic book thing. Mm-hmm. I I think that that would be more suited. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him. I, I, let's put it this way: I would love to see him do a comic book movie more than I would like to see him do another one of his originals. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What about you, Stephanie? Do you want to say anything or no? Um, I mean, I I like Kevin Smith. I don't have anything. Ag- against him other than comic book men but um you know like i think his comic books themselves are a bit hit and miss so i don't know how that would translate to film like i think it could go one way or the other Mm -hmm. um it would be interesting and it would definitely be one of the better choices out there Mm -hmm. uh but i still i don't think a justice league movie would be nearly as successful as the avengers the avengers was perfectly set up Mm -hmm. and i don't think regardless of how much work dc put into you know, making it comparable that it could even come close to comparing to how good Avengers was in like plot, dialogue, and box office. And, and uh, I'll add, it's those characters. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the human version of, look, the Captain America movie, which we've decided was the best Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and thank you, Stephanie, for prodding me in the direction I needed to go in there. <laughs> I'm always uh, there for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It it's about Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. It's about Tony Stark. Right. It's about Bruce Banner. And Clark Kent, boring. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hal Jordan, boring. Very. So uh, there isn't really a Diana Prince. Yeah. So we're we're at just sort of it's that God's human mm. thing again. So they're gonna have to do some work and you need someone who really cares about the properties. Yeah to coax out the best versions of them for a film. I think the problem is, too, is that um, a lot of the more human versions of those characters are the third or second iteration of those heroes. Like, I think Kyle Rayner is a very human character. Mm-hmm. Whether whether you, you like him or not, and that might piss off a lot of old-time fans of the Green Lantern, but he's an artist. He's got, like, a more human side to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Barry Allen. Wally West is a little more identifiable as a person, you know, he, right. he, um, and stuff like that. So those characters you might have to look at in, in some ways. It, DC also is in that weird spot where they have multiple people 
who have been their heroes, you know? Right. Steve Rogers has always been Captain America for right. 70 years. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. people on and off who, who've taken up the mantle, but they've right. never been the Captain America, you know? So there's that. Um, and we have one more email about this. Uh, this yeah. is actually from uh, Raj, who we learned off on Twitter before. Um, he said, in order for DC to get their their movie department on track, uh, bring in Bruce Tim. he said. Um, Chris I think Nolan, his name came up. He yes, did, yeah. yeah. Chris Nolan aside, he's been the best person for taking the comics to the screen, albeit in cartoon form, but he knows the heart of the story and what beats will work and what beats to leave out. Um, Jeff Johns is the perfect example of showing why they could bring in Bruce Timm. As good as Johns is in the comic universe, when, when he came to help out with Green Lantern, he overloaded the movie with too many elements from the comics. Parallax, Yellow Corpse, the romance, the crazy doctor with the head. Yes. <laughs> Just Make my quick two hand. cents, Raj. So thank you very much, Go Raj. Raj. And thank you very much, everybody who wrote in. Um, like I we guess. said before, you guys are awesome. Makes the show. Yeah, and keep writing in info at comp, uh, info at talkingcomicbooks.com. And you can leave comments on stories, too, at talkingcomicbooks.com. Um, Bob has a couple stories up about the rising prices of comic books. <gasps> Oh. And a story about the Amalgam universe that we talked about. Uh, Brian recently put up a story about 10 DC heroes who should get their own movie, uh, which is a really good read. Uh, Steve just put a review of a magazine, uh, Clint Magazine. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, just, can I throw something in there? Sure. Clint was a word that they didn't use in old comic books. When the printing was bad, Clint and Flick, they would never eat up... I'm asking people outside, write them down with a pen on a piece of paper, and you'll see why. With right. bad printing, you wouldn't write the word Clint or Flick yeah. in, a, in, a, in a badly Because if you mess print. up one letter. You Hey-o. mess up one yeah. letter, it starts to look really weird. That's it's not very good. It's um, yeah. funny. I think the, in Clint, though, the, like, everything's capitalized except for the I, which yeah. is like lowercase. Yeah. Interesting. It's I don't think still that wouldn't really work helpful. if the L bleeds into the I. You get a. But that word might you don't be the reason why he did that. It's called that. It might be one of the reasons. Oh, it's, I, it's yeah. definitely why he did yeah. it. It's why it hit me square between the eyes. Interesting. All right. So, hmm. thank you guys again. Um, but before we go out of here, we got to tell you what's coming out. What's on the <gasps> shelves right, right now. now? From Boom Studios, we have Exile: The Plan of the Apes, number three of four. <gasps> We have Rich Johnston's Iron Muslim, number one. Oh, that's the second <laughs> printing. So if you didn't get Iron Muslim the first time, you can run out and get yeah, it right second now. Shot. Um, from Dark Horse, we have Angel and Faith, number 10. We have BPRD, Hell on Earth, The Transformation of J.H. O'Donnell, one shot. Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have Mass Effect Homeworlds, number two. We have Star Wars Blood Ties, Boba Fett is Dead, number two. Um, from DC Comics, we have American Vampire number 27. Yay. We have Animal Man Annual number Yay. one. Ooh. We have Batman Animal number one, Night of the Owls. Batman. We have um, Batman Beyond Unlimited number four. Ugh. We have <laughs> Batman Death by Design hardcover. We have. I don't know that one. It makes dresses. What the heck goes on? There? <laughs> <laughs> DC Comics presents Superman Supergirl number one. Wait, 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 wait. I missed that one. Start that DC again. DC Comics presents Superman Supergirl number one. I may have to buy that one. Um, mm. DC Nation number one. It's a one shot. Diablo number four of five. Hey. From the game? <laughs> yes, yes, from the game. It's based oh. on the game. Um, Quite good, actually. New Dead Wardians number three of eight. Ravagers, number one. Oh, cool. Uh, Superman, Family Adventures, number one, which is an all-ages book. Ooh. Yay! Uh, and Young Justice, number 16, which <laughs> is also a all-ages book. Um, we have Garth Innes' Jennifer Blood. the opposite Blood. Batman voice. Excuse me, Bob. 
I want We're that talking over here. Yeah, okay. and I was trying to do a podcast, <laughs> so please. Okay. Um, Everyone's so scary. Garth Ennis's Jennifer Blood, number 13. George R.R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones, number 8. Queen Sonia, number 29. And Spider, number 1, second printing. Master of Men. Um, from IDW, we have Ghostbusters, number 9. We have Hawken, <laughs> number 4 of 6. We have John Byrne's Next Men Aftermath, number 43. Yay. We have Monocyte, number four of Fuck four. Yeah. There's a review on the site the, for that. Yes, and it's the final book. Yep. It is really? wonderful. Yes, it's um, done. Rocketeer um, Adventures 2, number three. I'm up to two. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, number 13. Me. Star Trek, number nine. We have Star Trek The Next Generation, Doctor Who Assimilation, number one. Crossover. It's a crossover between those two, yeah. Um, Stephen King and Joe Hill's Road Rage, number four. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number 10. Transformers Robots in Disguise, number five. And not just it. From Image Comics, we have America's Got Powers, number two of six. Bloodstrike, number 28. We have Bomb Queen, seven. Queen's World, number four. We have Grim Leaper, number one of four. Sweet. What, the Grim Leaper? Grim Leaper, yeah. Yes. By Curtis. By Curtis Weed. Curtis Weed. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a story about a guy who keeps jumping bodies every time he dies. I'm looking forward to that. It's like a quantum leap sort oh, okay. of situation. Resurrection, man. Sorry. <laughs> um, we have um, Magdalena, number 12. Little Depressed Boy, number 11. Peter Panzerfaust, number four. And Walking Dead, number 98. From Marvel, we have Amazing Spider-Man Annual, number 39. We have uh, Avengers... No, Avenging Spider-Man. No, those are all second printings. (laughs) (laughs) So none of those. Don't listen to anything I just said. Um, (laughs) uh, Feature Foundation, number 18. Yes. We have Hulk Hulk Smash Avengers, number 5 of 5. We have Incredible Hulk, number 8. We have Sweet. yeah, we have the hardcover of Kickass Two. We have oh. we have New Mutants number forty three, which is the ending of the New Mutants Journey into Mystery crossover book um, ah, called which Exiled. Is awesome, it's pretty cool. Um, we have Powers number ten. We have Super Crooks number three of four. Super Crooks Ultimate Comics the Ultimates number eleven. We have Wolverine number three oh seven. Wolverine the X Men number eleven. Yay. X-Men number 29, X-Men yeah. Legacy number 267. Of course, all tied into Avengers Yes, and I won't be X-Men. reading any of those except for Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, Which is and a great book. It is a great book. Um, and Xenoscope, we have Call of Wonderland number one. Yes. We have Grim Fairy Tales Myths and Legends number 17. And we have Grim Fairy Tales Presents Alice in Wonderland number six. Little side note, uh, Call of Wonderland is one of four. It also is the setup for the uh, newly released, but will be released, ongoing series of Alice in Wonderland, a first for uh, Xenoscope in the Alice world. It's going to be awesome. Those books are fucked up. (laughs) And we have, finally, we have Grim Fairy Tales Presents Jungle Book number three of five. Hooray! And for people who go into stores, it's previews day. Okay. So you can do your next three months worth of orders to All right. sort out what are these moving <laughs> forward you need to buy and how you can budget your own money. All right. So that is it for this supersized oh. Talking Comics podcast. Can we do podcast. a couple of more hours? We're going good I'm going to kill you. I'm sweating like a beast in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty hot. It is pretty warm in here. Um, so again, Move Twitter. Canada. <laughs> and Twitter. It's boiling here too, guys. 
Twitter at Talking Comics. <laughs> email info at talkingcomicbooks.com. Talkingcomicbooks.com is the website. Um, look for reviews, articles, columns, all that good jazz up there. Um, <laughs> so that is it. Till next week for Steve. See ya. Bob. Hark! And <laughs> Stephanie. You stole my thing. Of course I did. <laughs> it's okay. We share it now. Okay. I have been Bobby. Until next time on Talking Comics. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs>